Hello and welcome to the three-year anniversary episode of A Smashing Theory. For three years now, we have been predicting Smash Bros. and other video games. Ultimately, I'm Daniel. <laughs> and I'm Sean. Hey everybody. Thanks, Hello. Thanks for for being with us, whether it's been for three years or for three minutes. <laughs> uh, really, it can't even have been for three minutes yet. <laughs> But otherwise, uh, <laughs> thanks for sticking with us for this long. Excited to do uh, this episode where we've gathered a bunch of listener mail. Yes. Uh, that mailbag is rustling. Yes, this is a Q&A episode. You have many Qs and we will give as many A's as we can. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, our first third anniversary Q&A question is from Unsaxon51. All right, Unsaxon. Unsaxon says, I have two sets of questions. <laughs> Part one, which character has been your main in each game of the Smash Bros. franchise? Oh. And part two, which one character in Ultimate do you wish would be changed the most? Either drastically buffed, nerfed, or just a different design entirely? Hmm. Uh, Unsaxon51 uh, supplied his own responses. Hmm. Uh his mains have been Samus in 64, Mewtwo in Melee, Wario in Brawl, Greninja in 4, and Ridley in Ultimate. Nice. Uh, and he says, I think more than anything else, I wish Daisy was more differentiated from Peach. Uh -huh. I don't mind that she's an Echo Fighter, but the fact that they only have visual differences is a bit disappointing. Yeah, I, I, I respect that. Uh, yeah, I, I respect and agree on Saxon. So, uh, yeah, our, our Smash mains through the years. Yes. How, how do you want to tackle this? Um, who, uh, what was your 64 main? Ness. Uh, my, I liked Ness, but I didn't play Ness. I feel like mine was, uh, it's so, it's so long ago that I don't really remember. I think my 64 main, because 64 was also the game that I played the least. Sure. Uh, was either, uh, Jigglypuff or Pikachu. Sure. I don't think I was ever good as Ness. I just tried desperately to make it work because I think like most of my friends discovered that Ness existed because of Smash, but I had played Earthbound beforehand. Right. So when I unlocked him unexpectedly, I was like, oh my God, it's Ness. And everyone was like, who? <laughs> and you just had to rep your boy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Loyalty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, P Pikachu was my main in 64. Nice. Uh because my melee main was Jigglypuff. Ah, Jigglypuff I see. was my my main in melee. Who like I've, that that was me just desperately trying to make it work. <laughs> Once I realized that you could like KO people by falling asleep on oh, them, yeah. that's that's all I needed to tr to dedicate myself like fully to that sure. character. And I mean, yeah. of course, one of those Smash Pro boys, Hungry Box or somebody, mains Jigglypuff famously and is very good with them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like, think it's Hungry Box, isn't it? Uh, I think it's Hungry Box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He like he's he's made like Jigglypuff one of like the only one of the few competitively viable characters <laughs> in Melee. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, who's your who's your Melee main? Uh, Ganondorf. Yeah. Uh, that's another like I can remember. You know, looking up the uh, like a like a guide with my friend Lonnie uh, in middle school and trying to figure out, you know, like who were all the unlockable characters. 
And when we discovered that Ganondorf was unlockable, we were like, Ganondorf? We, like, lost our minds. The idea that he was <laughs> in the game, not knowing at the time that he was, you know, what we now call an Echo Fighter. Right. Um, I mean, he's technically not an Echo or, Fighter, but... You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a clone. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so, uh, even though I was initially disappointed that he was just Captain Falcon clone, I just, I liked being slow and powerful, and yeah, I wound up uh, maining Ganondorf. Yeah, and I feel like there's there's still something satisfying about Ganondorf's playstyle versus yes. Captain Falcon's playstyle. I agree. Yeah. Uh, who's your Brawl main? Uh, I, I didn't really have one because I didn't play Brawl a lot, but yeah. I tried to make Snake work a lot. Yes, Because yes. I love Metal Gear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love how a, a lot of your, <laughs> your Smash mains through the years right. are just kind of character loyalty. No, that's the yeah. truth. Yeah. Uh, although... My uh, my answer is also character loyalty. My main in Brawl was Wario. Of course. Uh, because, like, WarioWare at that point, and still, really, was mm-hmm. one of my favorite games ever. Of course. I loved that it was the WarioWare version of Wario, <laughs> and the Wario Waft was actually very satisfying to pull off. Sure. Uh, like, in, in a really, like, heated match. Like, if you could <laughs> if you could get, like, the, def- the definitive KO with that thing. Right. Uh, just... <laughs> Just, just really exciting to the person that pulls it off, and really humiliating to the person that loses against it. Yes, kind of like Jigglypuff sleep in a way. Actually. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did kind of gravitate towards like big finishers like that. Sure, sure, that and that is a big stinky finisher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and the bike was cool. War, Wario was just like. In- just implemented so well. Great move set. Yeah, so yeah. well into into Smash that I had to main him. Uh my Smash 4 main was Duck Hunt Dog. Of course. So uh, annoying. Yeah. <laughs> uh I I feel who's Oh yeah, I I kind of alternated between Duck Hunt Dog and Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh but I I'd say that Duck Hunt Dog was probably the character that I played the most. Yeah. And uh and I tried to make Mega Man work for a while just because I was really happy. I remember that. I was really happy that he was in the game at all. <laughs> uh-huh. So I tried to make him work for a while, but I think I think the character that I uh, I got the most competent with as long as I played four was Duck Hunt Dog. Yes, your your Duck Hunt Dog was supremely annoying and in the <laughs> best possible way. I I love playing annoying characters like that generally. I yeah. just have trouble doing it in Smash. So <laughs> so yeah, good stuff. No, like uh, the, the stuff you could do with the can was awesome. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I still like. I, I spent so many matches in fear of that can. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's he he's he's got such a good like a good competitive meta because mm-hmm. you can put the can out and then like you have to work around the right. can. You got to respect the can. Yeah, you got to respect the can or you'll get fucked up uh yeah man i i should really like give duck hunt dog more time a day in ultimate because like i kind of abandoned i kind of abandoned duck hunt dog after <laughs> you, you really did after ultimate came out and played different characters uh who who's your four main uh this was me being an absolute low tier hero but little mac oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i would i was just the most effective with Little Mac more than any other character. He just really gelled with me personally. Yeah. Unfortunately, he was also bad. <laughs> uh, not that I ever played against anybody but you, but right. you know, still. I mean, I had a lot of trouble against your Little Mac. <laughs> I appreciate you, that. Yeah, you really went hard with him. I had a pocket Charizard. Yeah. Uh, who I obviously don't anymore because Pokemon Train, but we'll get to that later. Right. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, Little Mac was definitely... Like, when I wanted to win, I played Little Mac. Yeah. Just, you know, like... I mean... If he's not in the air, 
Uh, just so satisfying to like yeah. nail somebody with a punch and send them flying. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who is your ultimate main? Um, you know, honestly, like I would like for my main in ultimate to be little or to be Byleth, but it's mm. probably Little Mac again. Uh, just <laughs> uh because... with with like a pocket Shulk. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I I do fuck with Shulk a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my main is Ridley. Yes, yeah, and, and it's very cool what you do with Ridley. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, I I do have a lot of fun with Ridley. Like that was also kind of a, a character loyalty thing, where it's like I've been asking for Ridley right. for the last twenty years. Sure. Now that I have him, I should really put time into playing him, <laughs> uh, and and so I do. But his moveset's awesome. Yeah, I love his fucking tail pierce. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his fireball is satisfying. Uh, his fucking side B where he just grabs the opponent and. And just drags them across the stage before flinging them off. That's a very cool move. Yeah, God, he just, he really feels like Ridley. <laughs> uh, and it's excellent. Yes. I, I should say that I, once all the characters are out and I, I try to put more time into, like, exploring characters and, like, playing mm-hmm. more of them seriously, I could see, I could see myself playing some Pyramithra, actually. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. But yeah, those, those are our mains. Which which character in in the cast of Ultimate would you completely rework or 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 make major changes to? So this is complete should be completely unsurprising. I would take Pokemon Trainer <laughs> and I would make it so that the input for switching Pokemon is different from down special and then I would give each one of them a down special. Okay. Like cool. maybe like pushing B while you're blocking or something. Yeah. Like I one don't... of those mechanics. You sure, know? yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't mind just splitting, like, instead of Pokemon, like, just yeeting Pokemon Trainer out of yes. the whole thing and just making Squirtle, Ivysaur, Charizard different playable characters. I would love that. But, uh, I... but, but I, I like your thing, too, where the Pokemon Trainer gets to continue existing. Right. Like, conceptually. Yeah. And, uh, but they also get down Bs. Yes. No, yeah. I, I, I just... I, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I loved playing as Charizard, and the reason that I loved playing as Charizard is because of his, like, Rock Crusher or whatever that he did. Rock Smash. Yeah. It was so good. Like, you could... I mean, it, it had armor on it, and so I could just, like, fall towards somebody. They would think they were going to get a hit on me, and then I could Rock Smash and hit them instead. Right. So great. <laughs> oh, love that. So much utility in that one move. And yeah. without it, he's just so much worse. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Shield B could be the input. Yeah, yeah, that'd yeah, be cause, great because they've started using Shield B for characters like, uh, like, like Steve. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Um. So Shield B even kind of works because, like, when the shield's over him, even kind of looks like they're in a Pokeball. That's know? true. Yeah. They could even just, you know, their shield could just be a giant Pokeball. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, my my change would actually be Ganondorf. Oh. Uh, just uh. Just make him his own character instead yeah. of making him a Captain Falcon clone. I feel um, that. I I I can remember like playing him in melee and he would have like victory poses where he pulled out a big sword. Yeah. And just thinking to myself, like, I wish I could actually use that sword. <laughs> yeah, they they actually uh like in Ultimate like, right, his, his sword is in a couple of the smash attacks, I think. Yeah, but, which is uh, which is cool. It is cool, but yeah, it'd be nice if like he just he was just more of a translation of a version of Ganondorf. Yes. Like in gameplay instead of just, you know, aesthetically. And then he, and then Warlock punch. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, that would be great. Yeah. I, I would rework Ganondorf and then, 
and then do something I've I feel like I've suggested multiple times on this podcast, which mm-hmm. is just uh take Black Shadow from the F Zero games and make Ooh. him give him Ganondorf's moveset, make him the slow heavy Captain Falcon clone. Excellent. Yeah, yeah I would love that. I played Black Shadow was like my F Zero X main. Huh. He was big and heavy, and he could like crash into other cars and destroy them. Basically. Oh, that's oh, that's yeah. a fun playstyle. Yeah, I did yeah. that. Um, no, I, the I proto really burnout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I um, I would love to be able to play Ganondorf as his own character. I would even be in favor of him being like Wind Waker Ganondorf and having those two big swords. Oh yeah, that'd be rad. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'd be into that. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Unsaxon. Yeah, thanks, Unsaxon. Our next question is from Will. All right. Will says, hey guys, I've been listening to the show since early last year and I've loved every episode since. I even binge your early episodes too. Keep up the good work, lads. A <laughs> couple of questions. Which childhood video game do you wish other people would experience? Ooh. Mine is Fur Fighters on the PS2. <laughs> I had countless memories playing that game over and over, even with friends. It may not be the best game, but it sure is a gem to me. Second, what are your thoughts on Red from Angry Birds and Smash? May seem like an absolute joke, but I've weirdly got myself into wanting him in. I know, a bloody Angry Bird. Steve was a highlight for me, so I think another janky character would be kind of sick. Please don't kill me. Looking forward to the Q&A episode. I'll try and write it more often. Also, Game Pass rocks. You need a sponsorship for it. Uh, Ain't that the truth. Kind regards, Will, uh, Dusty Vole on Twitter. All right. We're Thanks, not going to kill you, Will. <laughs> we both predicted stupid things before. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, Sean. <laughs> Love the things you say to our, to our base. Uh, I, I think that if we were making predictions... Uh, for ultimate during the time that four came out, mm-hmm. like if, if ultimate, yeah, if ultimate yeah. got made, uh, like, you know, in that 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. like around the time smash four was being made. I think, I think red bird from angry birds would have been a very likely character. Actually. Yeah. yeah. No, but, that's fair. Uh, like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. The movie and all mm-hmm. this shit. But I think I think relevance for him yeah. in particular has faded drastically. Yeah, like I, I think Angry Birds have kind of had their day. Yeah, um, and you know, I, but kind of generally speaking, that prediction it occupies that space that a lot of predictions do for me, where it's like. I know that Sakurai would think of a bomb ass move set for oh, Red sure. Angry Bird. Yeah. You know? Oh sure. Does that mean that I would be excited about him being in the game? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I, I mean I do think that Sakurai would find a way to make that character really exciting and engaging. Oh, yeah. So I, I I can appreciate it from that angle. We've reworked all the stages so that whenever Red collides <laughs> with a hazard, it explodes. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that is exactly the kind of thing that he would do. Yeah. Um, but going back up to childhood video games, uh, yeah. Do do you have a a game from, uh, from your youth that you that you wish got more attention? I do. Uh, specifically, it's Contra Hardcore for Ooh, the Sega Genesis. Okay. Which is my favorite Contra game. It's this really great, really hard run and gun game. Um, and it's really like the emphasis is kind of on these really cool and creative bosses. Yeah. Uh, it's like the kind of 
portions where you're running through the stage fighting normal enemies are basically just like set dressing. They're like a break <laughs> between these really excellent boss fights. And um, I think that that gave me kind of a certain fondness for just really cool and elaborate bosses that directly led to my obsession with MMOs. <laughs> uh, and in addition to that, the music is fucking incredible hmm. like one of the greatest soundtracks on the sega genesis and it had an enormous influence on my taste in music huh. and in the way that i write music you know uh, kind of on my own time um yeah i think that's an absolute gem of the sega genesis library and i wish more people played it okay cool uh i feel like i already talk about live alive enough on this <laughs> podcast uh so I think a game from my childhood that I would highlight is Comics Zone. Yeah, that's a good one. For the Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of this, it was actually this fairly standard, like, side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, basically, the aesthetic of it was you were inside of a comic book. <laughs> yes. And, like, each, like, each segment of the stage would be, like, inside of a comic book panel. Mm-hmm. And then you would, like, tear part of the page open to get the next panel. Or, like... He would like sometimes to transfer over like uh like Sketch Turner, the the protagonist, would right. like would just like grab like the the edge of a panel and just like mm-hmm. like hop over it to get to the next one. Yeah. Uh no, just the conceit and the yes. things they did with the aesthetic, like even though it was kind of a very typical beat 'em up outside of that. Yeah. So cool. And it actually did do some pretty creative things. Like it had an inventory of items, right? Mm-hmm. You could have three right. items at a time and like and uh pick them up and then use them later in the stage. Uh one of the cooler ones was Sketch had a uh had a pet rat named Roadkill. Uh-huh. Uh, who, who... This game is so 90s, by the way. It's so 90s. <laughs> Sketch Turner. Yeah, like, Sketch anyway. Turner's pet rat Roadkill. <laughs> yeah. uh, at On any state, on any part, uh, you could... Any part of the comic book, you could kind of uh, use Roadkill, and he would... Uh, he would just kind of sniff around the panel, and sometimes he would find hidden items right. behind... Uh, like, behind certain things... Uh, he would help you fight enemies, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but the enemies could also like kill your rats. So like, uh, so I always try to use them for utility because it always made me sad when Roadkill would die. Of course, and like, there's a big fists like power up that you could use, and then like uh, turn into like kind of a Superman looking comic book superhero mm-hmm. for a second and kill every enemy on the screen or do lots of damage to bosses. Right. Uh, and uh and yeah like the the sketch turner is actually a comic book artist and the story of the game is that he's trapped in his own comic right. book and all the enemies he's fighting is are characters that he's designed <laughs> uh the uh the antagonist is basically like the villain of the comic who has somehow used his magic to like trade places with sketch in the right. world or is attempting to do that that's sure. what he's trying to do uh when when you die uh the villain manifests in the real world and kind of takes it over. Right. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, loved, loved that shit. No, like, it's, great, a, it's like, a really cool game. Yeah. Like great story, great world building, great, like just great game. It was a very, like, it was actually very competent as a beat em up mm-hmm. also a uh, very hard, yes, very hard game. But I, I did actually like, I put so much time in that I beat it and that wow. was very satisfying. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that it, can probably objectively be said that the Super Nintendo was the superior console at the end of the day, mm. but 
the Sega Genesis just had so much cool, weird shit on it. Yeah. That it will always be my favorite. Yeah, and I th- I think it's actually like I think they're just they're both just good sixteen bit consoles. Yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't even say that the Super Nintendo is the best objectively. Okay. Uh, but I I do think the the Super NES is very fucking good. Yes. Uh. Unless you mean like it just had better specs, which is probably correct. Oh, I, I meant kind of in a in a very in a, like a wholesome way, like taking everything into account. I think, yeah, like if you were to poll, I don't know, America, for instance, most people would probably say that the Super Nintendo is the superior console. I don't know about that. In, okay. in in America, I feel like you'd have almost kind of a split. In Japan, the Super Nintendo would would win that right. poll, like in a landslide. <laughs> uh, but like, but. Sega went really hard on marketing in the States. That's true. And they were like, you know, they were actually like, you know, there were like schoolyard fights over this shit. Like of they, course. They, I, I participated in that. Yeah, they... they Not gen- physical fights. Right, yeah. But they genuinely got a lot of people like really behind the Sega does what Nintendo <laughs> uh, don't like... Blast processing. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. They, they really got people on board with that, like... And I feel like there's still people that are like, no, oh, fucking Sonic rules. <laughs> Get, Mario... More like Snorio. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Uh yeah. I Yeah, and I I think if you look at it more objectively, like Super Nintendo was definitely like the better console for like RPGs. Sure. Uh but like second might have been the better beat 'em up console, for example. I think it definitely was. Yeah. Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage. Yeah. Golden Axe. Yeah. Comic Stone. Yes. <laughs> That's I, I almost forgot about Golden Axe. I loved Golden Axe as, as a youth. Yeah, Golden Axe was neat. I loved when you'd get to the end of the stage and then like the little gremlins would steal your items and you have to beat them up to get them back. Yeah. And play that jaunty little like song. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Sega Genesis, great. I'm glad that we both picked Sega games. Yeah. Like I was like a Sega kid growing up. Me too. And then... And then I went back and got Nintendo consoles when I was older. Okay. I I had the Sega first, but I, I did get a Super Nintendo for Christmas, like, when I after I moved to Florida. Okay, yeah. I, I had the kid. Genesis pretty much through my whole, like, through my whole, like, childhood years. Mm-hmm. And then when I was, like, 17, <laughs> uh, like, I, I, I bought a Super Nintendo finally. Sure. Why yeah. not? Yeah. That part-time job money. Yeah. Well... I didn't have a job until I was 18. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Somehow I imagined that you were one of those people that I knew who worked during high school, but... Yeah, no, I, I worked, like, directly after high school. Right. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah, no, actually, it it was... I did get it with, like, job money, so I, I think I was actually, like, 18 or 19 when I bought that Super Nintendo. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you find the, the, you find the, the plot holes in my own memories. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, all right. Anyway, thanks, Will. Yeah, thanks, Will. Great questions. Yes, thank thank you for, for joining the Listener Mail Brigade. Yeah. I I know, but but thanks. Thanks for being here. Yes. And Angry Birds in Smash Prediction is not actually stupid. <laughs> As we've learned, there are no stupid predictions because sometimes Sakurai does whatever the fuck he wants. He does. Next question is from Fruitcake Gang on Twitter. It's <laughs> a great name. Fruitgate Gang on Twitter says, (laughs) 
If you were Sakurai and had to reduce the Smash Ultimate roster, who are the 10 characters you would erase from the roster, not including Echo Fighters? Oh, that's tough. Yeah, that's that's this is gonna be hard, I think. Yeah. So we'll we'll take turns. Uh I'll remove five, you'll remove five. Okay, sounds good. Um do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first. I'm pulling up the roster and scrolling right. through oh, it frantically. Oh yeah, I should also probably pull up the roster. I think that would help. Um I think the first character i would pull from ultimate might actually be pure and mithra okay uh, i i think their gameplay is pretty cool mm-hmm. um and i think they're kind of the best like they're the best take on the uh the swappable character archetype sure uh that's been in smash like i think they're they're the best version of that that's that's yeah. existed like mechanically i'd agree with that but they don't uh but they don't bring a whole lot that's radically new to the table. Mm-hmm. Um they uh Z- I'd say Xenoblade deserves more than one rep. Sure. But I also don't think that like say Shulk being the only Xenoblade rep is like a travesty. I th- <laughs> I th- I think I think Shulk at least needs to stay uh but like um Pyramithra doesn't feel fully necessary to me, although I do appreciate them and enjoy them as an addition. Okay. Cool. I, I, I feel like this is going to be hard because I feel like there's there's no character that just shouldn't be here flat out. Sure. Uh but what's your first pick? Corin. Ooh, okay. Even though I like playing as Corin, and even though I like Fire Emblem. I also think that there are too many Fire Emblem characters in this game. And right. for me, Corrin is just kind of the least interesting one. Mm. Um, like, you know, Marth, Roy, Iconic, you know, yeah. uh, kind of brought Fire Emblem to the States. Right. Uh, Robin, Game Changer, you know, playing as kind of a mage, very different. Yeah. Um, Ike, I don't know. Maybe I'll remove him later. Haven't decided yet. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I just, I, you know, I happen to uh, really like Byleth. So Corin gets the axe in terms of uh, clearing up the Fire Emblem uh, representation a little bit. Okay, that that's funny because I think my next pick is going to be a Fire Emblem character also. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's, it's going to be Roy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would not I would not remove Ike. Sure. But I wouldn't remove Roy because I think Ike is basically like Roy plus. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's like Roy with more like more thought put into his playstyle beyond just being an extension of Marth. Sure. Um, like, he, yeah, he's, like, he takes some things from Roy's kit, but he also just hits hard and strong, and, <laughs> uh-huh. like, he has a, he has, for a Fire Emblem Swordfighter, he has an explicit playstyle. Yeah, no, right? my, my, my rumination about Roy was really just more because, like, I think the character Roy is really boring, like, like, within Fire Emblem itself. I actually, playstyle-wise, I think he's pretty cool. Yeah. Um... Wait, you you mean you meant Ike? The I'm sorry. Yes, said. yeah, yeah, Ike. Yes, yes, I did. yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, Roy. Roy, on the other hand, uh, with the with the other characters present, feels a bit redundant. Yeah, it was cool to get him back, like as DLC in four. Mm-hmm. You know, like because he'd been missing for a couple games. Sure. Uh, but I I think it's okay for him to go missing again, <laughs> at least for a bit, and then he can come back. You know, he can he can just kind of. Go through the Smash Revolving door, mm-hmm. you know? All right, who's your second pick? Pit. What? Oh, boy. <laughs> I just, like, 
I feel as though the only reason Pitt's in the game is because Sakurai made that game. You know, he but, like he like made um another uh what, what's his fucking franchise called? Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus. He made another Kid Icarus, and then he was like, "Well, since I since Pitt is my OC now, I'm going to put him in the game." But you you realize that Kid Icarus Uprising came out several years after Brawl, right? I still don't like Pitt. <laughs> Reverse everything that I said. He only made Kid Icarus Uprising because he made Pit and Toes OC by putting him in Smash. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like at least one thing on our list should be allowed to be like, I just don't like them very much. And like, I've just never liked Pit. <laughs> oh, man. I uh, like Pit getting out of the Smash is one of the hypest reveals for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I always kind of like like Kid Icarus was always one of those niche games that I thought was really interesting. And I always wanted to see Pitt like translate into smash. And then he was, and he was like kind of redesigned for it even. Mm-hmm. And that was very cool. I liked his move set. I thought it was neat. And like, now you're creating, <laughs> now you're creating universe for smash ultimate has, has Palutena in it as the Kid Icarus rep. I think I'm going, I think I'm going to add, I, I think I'm going to add an addendum to, uh, to this, where if you remove a character, you also erase their Echo Fighters. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, because, like... I don't like Dark Pit either. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, right right now we kind of have a, oh, well, you remove Pit, but at least we still have Pit's moveset in there. That feels right. like cheating, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I Dark Pit might actually be my least favorite Echo Fighter. So, so, so I have Palutena as, like, the sole Kid Icarus rep. I like Palutena's design better than Pit's. Yeah, but she's not the protagonist of Kid Icarus. Yeah, that's fine. No. Oh, God, I hate this. All right. Uh, Min Min isn't the protagonist of ARMS. Min Min is the protagonist of ARMS because they're all the protagonists of ARMS. The oh, designer, The designer of ARMS said that himself. Yeah, well, you know, once you put art out there, you lose ownership over it. <laughs> Death of the author. <laughs> Spring Boy is the protagonist. <laughs> the author's still alive. <laughs> That's not what I mean. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. The next character I would remove. See, like, there's some characters where, like, I don't think they add much to the game. Mm-hmm. But, like, their history being part of Smash, I think, is still, like... Sure. Like, you know, them, their franchise being represented in Smash or something. For example, Wii Fit Trainer. I don't want to remove Wii, Wii Fit Trainer mm-hmm. because I think it's actually really cool that, like, Wii Fit is represented in Smash. Sure. Even though their their moveset to me is kind of... Bland. Bland. Kind yeah. of bland. Right? And you're just over here like, oh, yeah, I'm just throwing entire franchises. I do whatever I want. <laughs> hey, you're the one who decided to make it five and five. You're right. I... You have if, we to... e- if we each came up with ten, this would be like an hour. Of oh, the it pod. would be too long. But yeah. for, you know what? I'm I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the captain now. I'm I'm picking my third. All right. Uh, Who is it? Let's see. It's it's already getting harder now. Yeah, no, it really is. Um, I'll remove Young Link. Okay, because he's actually not an Echo Fighter. <laughs> right. Um. Like, as far as Ultimate is concerned, Link, Young Link, and Toon Link are all distinct fighters from each other. That is wild. Uh, and, and yeah, you can you can remove Young Link from that equation. I think I think Toon Link is a better, like, more diverse representation of, of another Link. I agree. Like, young, young Link kind of feels redundant. Like, it's great that he's there because of the whole everyone is here thing. Sure. Uh, but if, if we're removing characters, then I, I think Young Link should be on the chopping block. Yeah. Okay. All right, who's your number three? Piranha Plant. Okay. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, it was the least hype announcement in the history of Smash, and nobody played him after he came out. <laughs> I, I, I kind of, I kind of saw this coming. Actually, like I, I figured that you would say Piranha Plant. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not as up in arms about that. That's, that's probably fine. Okay, who's your next one? I, I don't think he's the least hype announcement. But, no, that's that's probably yeah. true. But it, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, there's a sore spot in my memory. You know? <laughs> uh, vis-a-vis the release of that character mm-hmm. all right my fourth removal god we have we have four characters left to, to yeah. remove from ultimate um and i'm responsible for two of them <laughs> and i'm irresponsible for the other two <laughs> uh i think i'd remove lucas okay like he's he's like mother three is probably one of my top like it's in my top five or top ten like favorite games of all time. Sure. But uh like, you know uh he's just very similar to Ness. Yeah. Uh not an echo fighter, but like, you know, still very similar. Mm-hmm. And like I think Ness really just represents the Earthbound franchise very well. Yes. If you're going to put another Earthbound another mother character in there, it should be one that kind of shows how how diverse that franchise can be in terms of characters yeah. and and not just, you know, it's Ness again. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. Who's your number four? Bayonetta. <laughs> as penance for what she did to the Smash meta. <laughs> Look, she's already had her penance by existing in Ultimate as, as a much less broken character. Look, I'm running out of characters, okay? <laughs> Bayonetta for what she did. That's why. <laughs> Who's your fifth? Oh God, yeah, I've got one left. Yeah, uh, I I realized too that I could kind of take out. Um, I I think I'm gonna remove uh, Doctor Mario. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah, then you can he can be a costume for Mario. Yeah, like, it's yeah. wild that he's not considered an Echo Fighter. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Doctor Mario, who's your last one? So, just for fun, I have decided to restrict myself for my last one to only removing one of the original Smash characters. Okay. Just for my own amusement. Just to make things really tense. Oh, God. Um, so, I am going to remove Samus. (laughs) And here's why. I think that out of, you know, the original characters, her moveset was kind of implemented in the least interesting way. Like, you have characters um, like Mario, where they're just kind of well-represented by all the stuff that they do. Yeah. Uh, you have characters like Captain Falcon, where they just made up their own cool moveset for him. Yeah. Um, and then Samus is just like, boop That's it. You got the bombs, the missiles. Like, it's all there. Yeah. But it's not interesting. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah, it... I, I, I see where you're coming from. Sam, Samus feels like she could be, like, better represented... Kind of the way that Zero Suit Samus is very well represented. Sure. Her her kit uh, feels very Zero Suit Samus. Yes. uh, While also being a fun fighting game moveset. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And uh, and yeah, Samus feels kind of lacking there. (laughs) And at least if you remove Samus, Samus is still technically a playable (laughs) character in Ultimate. That's true. That can... That can represent the franchise, and you're not just you're not just making it so Ridley is the only super is the I mean, only I'd be Metroid okay with that. Uh, to be clear, I'd have no qualms about doing that. Uh, I, just, I just want to make that clear. 
you know, like, I feel like I made some very safe picks overall. Like, I just kind of removed some boring clones. I just uh, your, fucked my shit up. Yeah, your, yours were at least spicy, <laughs> so I, I appreciate you for making those questions spicy. Thank you. Even if the spiciness you've created horrifies me. <laughs> Thank you, Fruit King. Thank yes. you, Fruit King Gang. Uh, incredible question. Oh, very, yeah. very stressful. Excellent. Not uh, stressful at all. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question is from Not and Freak. All right. Hello, Smash Squad. This is Not and Freak from Twitter finally writing an email in your time of need. Congrats <laughs> on the three years together. Oh, good throwback, Not and Freak. I hope. What? Do you remember when we had that running gag for a little while where, like, uh, I I would say, like, if you're on Twitter, send us an email or... <laughs> no, this, I don't think it's even a callback. Not if just usually tweets at us. Okay, but well, this, this... I'm going to accept that as a callback in my heart. Congrats on the three years together. I hope you enjoy a nice candlelit recording together. <laughs> I hope you enjoy a nice candlelit recording together. <laughs> if only. With World of Light acoustically playing in the background. <laughs> oh, we should have, if I had known, I could have set it all up. <laughs> <laughs> My questions are, one, for all the non-Pokemon in Smash, what typing would you give them? <laughs> oh, I see. We'll pick one character each. Okay. Uh, two, have you played Fantasy Strike? Three, uh. Will Pyramithra be the last female character added in this DLC pack? Mm. Four, which Smash characters would be the most into playing Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> Five, thoughts on Persona 5 Strikers? Already in my top games for the year already. Hmm. And six, when is Daniel making a guest appearance on the RE Chief YouTube channel? <laughs> and lastly, default to Sean's interpretation of my questions. <laughs> Keep up the good work and having a smashing time. Au revoir, Not and Freak. Aw, thanks, Not and Freak. Thanks, Not and Freak. Good questions. Yes. Uh, let's let's You're go have to go them. through them again. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I've already forgotten half of them. Yes, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll go through them by one by one. Yeah. Uh, non Pokemon and Smash. What typing would you make them? We're, he said all of them. We don't have the time for that, obviously. No, of course not. So just. <laughs> Uh, pick a character that you think would have a neat Pokemon type combo and, and give me that combo. Okay, um, Daisy would be Ground Fairy. Whoa. All right, explain. So she's. Uh, I, I associate her with the desert because I was first introduced to Daisy when I played Super Mario Land on right. the Game Boy. Yeah, and she's, so, she's the princess of like a desert Sarasa country. Land. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so that's Ground. Uh-huh. And then just Fairy because she's like a princess, you know? Yeah, but, but I mean, she's still kind of a spunky princess. I right. mean, you can have spunky fairy types. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that. Um, Originally, I was going to do Dark Samus as Dark Steel, but that's fucking stupid. Of course <laughs> she is. <laughs> um, Mr. Game & Watch is Ghost Electric. That's great. Yeah. That is, that's excellent. Yeah. Much better than mine. Because, uh, you know, he's from kind of an old forgotten system. Uh-huh. Uh, and also, like, in Subspace Emissary, he kind of had, like, that ethereal, right. like, yeah. But also, he's from, like, a digital beep-beep-boop game, and, like, he... <laughs> and, and some of his moves do have electrical properties. Yes. 
Uh, no, I I have always associated with Mr. Game and Watch as having this kind of like almost like Lovecraftian aura about him. <laughs> yeah, you know, like his music is always really freaky. He turns into a huge octopus for his final smash. Yeah, like that's absolutely some you know horrifying ultimate reality shit. Yeah, and I think packaged into and, a really cool character. And I think in Subspace Space Emissary, like all like all most of the enemies are like created from like Game and Watch's essence or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a weird, in Smash, he's like a weird dark character, yeah, actually, yeah. that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Question two, have you played Fantasy Strike? I have. Me too. Yeah, I played, I was really into that for like a week. And yeah. it's a notch. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we played it, uh, we played it once it went free to play. Yes. Both of us did. And yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I, I, I like it a lot. I like, don't remember the character's name, but I mained the Gambling Panda. Uh, Lum? Yeah, Lum. Really fun. Yeah. Weird moveset. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved Lum. My main was Rook. He was just everything right. I everything I loved about Grapplers. <laughs> yes. Just, just yeah. in a single package. He, no, was, really he cool. was great. Uh, and Lum was kind of a weird zoner. Uh, yeah. Or, or could be played as one. Yes. I, I really spent half the time weird zoning and the other half the time just like cartwheeling into people. Uh, so, great. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, like, I had some really satisfying Rook matches, because Rook's mm-hmm. all about, like, making good reads. Yeah, which yeah. you love. I love making good <laughs> reads, yeah. Uh, no, that that game's cool. I think it's really underrated. Same. Uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to more characters being released for that game, hopefully. Yes. I hope the free-to-play model's been successful for it, so they keep making more characters. That'd be great. Because uh, I, I do want to dive back in once they, once they make more. Yeah. Three, will Pyramithra be the last female character out of this DLC pack? I hope not. Yeah, I mean... It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. There's two characters left. Yeah. Right? Two characters left. And we've actually already gotten two girls added sure. uh, in this DLC pack, which is more than average, actually. Yeah, but still, I mean, I'd love for one or two more of them to also be women. Me too. Um, I'm still... Uh, I still think Tracer's got a shot. Okay. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, one of my predictions is in fact a female character, Arlene Aja. Arlene Aja, yeah. Um, neither of my remaining ones are uh, mm-hmm. Agumon and Sora. And really, actually, the Chosen Undead could have you know male and female uh, skins. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, Agumon and Sora are both generally boys. Yes. Um, I'm not really sure how Digimon gender works, but sure. Yeah, me neither. Um, well, I mean, you know, there is uh, a Digimon named Angel Woman, yeah. so I guess they have I- particular ideas about gender. Yeah, I, and I think Agumon generally does have he/him pronouns. Okay, yeah, um, I could be wrong about that. Sure, uh, I have even less knowledge of that franchise than you. Yeah, substantially less, in fact. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I, I'm having trouble committing to an answer. I, okay. I I think it's definitely possible that we get one more girl. Sure. Um, Arlene Aja. Whether whether that's like whether that's just a female character or kind of uh, yeah, kind of a character with you know with male and female skins. Sure. Yeah, I I I definitely hope that's the case. That'd be nice. It would because like even even having three characters in this DLC pack, they're still vastly outnumbered by male characters in the full roster. Oh yeah, yeah. Four. Which Smash characters would be the most into playing Dungeons and Dragons? So again, we can pick one each. Sure. I am going to say that Shulk would be really into it because he's nerdy. He loves the idea of, you know, kind of being a hero and having a destiny greater than himself. And he would have so much experience to draw on 
uh, being the wielder of the Monado that he could kind of funnel into campaigns if he decided to GM. I think that's a fantastic answer. Thank he, you. He would absolutely be the kind of nerd that loves Dungeons <laughs> & Dragons. You're completely right. He rolls a crit. I'm really feeling it. <laughs> uh, my answer is Joker. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, really, I guess, depending on who's playing him. Yes. Right? Because, sure. yeah. I think you could kind of have a version of Joker that that's too cool for that shit. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but I think you could also have a version of Joker that, yeah, yeah, that's where you're like, oh no, this 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 is this is pretty this is pretty neat. There should have been a social link in Persona Five that involved you playing a D and D like game. Yeah, really. I I I'm surprised that Persona hasn't done that yet. Yeah. Uh, there's there's one Persona game where one of your social links is like. Uh, right. some, someone you meet in an MMO yeah. like, like you play like an MMO based on Shimigami Tensei oh the ending and... of that social link is so fucked up but whatever <laughs> I really? I don't know how that ends okay. but I believe you yeah. yeah I believe you that it's fucked up maybe for maybe Persona 6 can get like a fucking a, a tabletop gamer as like a social link or they really like should playable. yeah It'd right be that'd be awesome yeah I'm taking notes 5 uh, thoughts on Persona 5 Strikers I haven't played it, but it seems cool. Yeah, uh, same. Uh, I keep actually seeing a lot of people saying that it's like it's an incredible game. Yeah, it's it's basically Persona Five Two, uh, <laughs> in terms of story and also in terms of kind of the way the game plays. Right. Um, and uh, and that it's like it's so much more than just a Persona Muso game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely intrigued. I I kind of. I kind of had a little divorce with Persona 5 after <laughs> Royal made some additions that yeah. really, really, really rubbed me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, but Persona 5 Strikers does seem interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'm sure there's probably problems with, with it also, <laughs> like in, in kind of the same way that there are problems with Persona 5 and Persona 4 and Persona sure. 3. Uh, and probably Persona 2 and 1. Uh, it's weird because... From what I know of Persona 2 is weirdly progressive. Like you oh. could uh there's a gay character that you can choose to have a relationship oh. with. Like a gay relationship in, in wow. Persona 2, yeah. And like and then they just come they they go out of their way to avoid doing that in yeah. every Persona game since. Yeah. Um yeah, I think the director of three through five is different than the director of one and two. Right, okay. So that that, 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 that explains well, some things a little bit, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I'm 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 tentatively interested in Persona Five Strikers. Mm-hmm. I might if if you're someone that that plays that has played Persona Five Strikers or knows enough about Persona Five Strikers, uh, and knows about some <laughs> some really gross stuff in there, let let, let me know yeah. because my 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 expectations are a bit tempered right now. Sure. Alternately, if you know if if you're someone that didn't like. Uh, that didn't like those things in five and four, like those things really bothered you in those games, mm-hmm. and you noticed significantly less of it in this game. Also, let me know that yeah. that would be encouraging if if that's the case. And Absolutely. I don't have a lot of faith in that. <laughs> uh, but uh, finally, number six: When is Daniel making a guest appearance on your YouTube channel, Sean? In the past, <laughs> because he already has. Did, did did I? We played some game on there together. I could have swore that we, you know it. No, you haven't actually. Yeah, that's right. Uh yeah, no, I played uh I played I tried playing Live Alive with our friend Leo. Yes. And uh, that went very badly. <laughs> um and then, I, and then I tried playing it again more recently and that, <laughs> that didn't go well that either. Also actually. Went badly, yeah. Um but yeah, no, we wow. Well yeah. 
Yeah. We'll have to figure something out. Yeah? Yeah. It, it, it'd be much easier for me to cameo on your channel because I remember when you, f when, uh, when you first, like, uh, when you first started that channel, that was like eight or nine years ago. Yeah. We lived in different states. Yes. And we would, uh, like we would we would do things together by kind of like trying to like set it up in Skype. I was gonna say yeah, like yeah. We we would call each other on Skype, and then if I'm remembering right, like one of us would screen share the game to the other person. Yeah, and then that's how we would play together. Yeah, which is exhausting. Yes, and like you were kind of experiencing Shadowrun uh, <laughs> without music. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I was. Yeah. Um. No, that, that was a mess. This now I can just kind of like, just like sit next to you in your room while, yeah. while you play whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to uh, we'll have to link up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't mind showing up. Cool. Yeah, because because yeah, we've we've done lots of uh, we've done lots of let's play play projects together. Yes. Um. Like they're like. Five years or so ago, when we first started living together, we like streamed together, uh -huh. um, and uh, we did that for like a year, and then uh, and then we started a new channel where we uh, where we started playing through every Wii U game. Yes, Wii Eulogies. Yeah, that was. That was <laughs> I have many fond memories of, yeah. of that experience. Uh, but I have never shown up on Rechief specifically. Wow, how sad. Yeah, right? Yeah, that that needs to be remedied, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I talk about you on there all the time, whether it's like, oh, Daniel did this or that, or like, oh, I can't believe Daniel recommended that I play Live Alive again, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, there are parts of Live Alive that I enjoyed. I, I, I appreciate that, at least, yeah. yeah. No, like, I, when I recommended it to you, I didn't think that you'd like 100% of it. I, I, I really... <laughs> I, I really like I I thought you'd like the sci-fi part enough to I kind did. of to kind of like forgive the rest of it, I guess. Well, right. No, I yeah. no, not that much, but yeah. I yeah, I mean, uh, I loved that chapter. That cool. chapter was great. Fighting game chapter was great. Yeah. Um I know there was another one I read, oh, the martial arts chapter that yeah. was really good. Yeah. But yeah, it did. The, the ones quite, you didn't like were just so it, bad. Yeah, it, like didn't quite give me enough of a of a kind of uh tailwind to propel me through the rest of the game. I guess that's fair. I I appreciate you giving it, uh, you know, the, the old college the old try. College try. Uh, thank you. And thank you, Not a Freak, for giving us the old college questions. Yes. All right, next up, Vinny G. All right. Hey, guys. I've got some cues for you to A. Oh, he did it. Oh. Yeah, he said, he said yeah. it. He said cues for us to A. All right. They're all about Mario Cannon. <laughs> this is very Vinny G. One, <laughs> who is the ruler of the Mushroom Kingdom? Because it can't be Princess Peach, that's not how princesses work. Is it Bowser? King Boo? <laughs> is King Boo the ghost of Princess Peach's father? Two, if Princess Peach is the proper ruler of the Mushroom Kingdom, why not just have her be Queen Peach? Does the Mushroom Kingdom just refuse to have a female ruler? Why don't Mario and Luigi <laughs> use their celebrity to fight this ingrained sexism and instead just jump around and shout wahoo? Are Mario and Luigi even the heroes of this canon? <laughs> At the end of every game, they don't actually enact any structural change. They just keep the same broken monarchy as before. Three, who is Dr. Mario? Was Mario only a plumber to pay for medical school? 
Wouldn't it do more good to the mushroom community if Mario opened a practice and gave affordable healthcare to Toads? Or is Dr. Mario a third Mario brother who Mario and Luigi don't talk to? Why don't they talk? Is it because Dr. Mario refused to go into the family plumbing business? I think those are all of my questions. <laughs> okay, thanks. Though more may pop up once you answer these. Vinny G. So, in response to number one, does a princess have to be married to become a queen, or can they just be a queen? That's a great question. I don't know. Is, I don't know is, either. Is the Queen of England married? Uh, yes. Yes, oh. she is. She's married to... She's either married to Philip, or Philip is her son. I can never remember. She does have a husband. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I... Um, who is who is not king because he is not... He was born in Greece. Oh. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, I, and I think that, like, when... I think that when you marry into the royal family, you you're not you're either not in the line of secession or you're like kind of low on the totem pole. It's something like that. Okay. Um, so that's why she's queen, even though she's married to a man. And you would think that with sexism, you know, right. you'd be king. Yeah, I I guess that kind of answers the question. Like you can you can be queen without being married because you can you can kind of be the the main sure. monarch right. that's while, true. while having a husband that sucks or whatever. Um, my, uh, my sucks for secession yes. stuff. Yeah, my pet theory is that for whatever reason, whether it's kind of a lack of experience in governance or something else, uh, Princess Peach is princess because she's maybe not quite ready to be queen, and Toadsworth is actually running things. He's like the regent. That's a fun head cannon, but actually, canonically, there is a king of the Mushroom Kingdom. He's in Mario three, and he right. just and he just doesn't show up after that. Right? Yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah, but like, yeah, the, there is a king of the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, he doesn't have a name. He's he's mm-hmm. just he's just the king of the Mushroom Kingdom. He's probably dead by now I'm, of old age. <laughs> but he was kind of young in in Mario three, yeah. and it's and it's not like the other characters have aged significantly in the he Mario canon. Aged. <laughs> Yeah, I. there's no reason not to believe that the king is still alive, just off-camera at all times. I see. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. What were the other questions? Uh, if Peach is the proper ruler of the Mushroom Kingdom, why not have her be Queen Peach? Okay, that's right. Kind yeah, of, okay. That's kind of nullified by the existence of a boring king that we never see. Sure. Um, uh, her dad. Yeah. I think. Um... And uh, and they kind of also, you know, uh, makes makes a moot point the 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 question of why don't uh, Martin Luigi do more to fight the sexism sure. of the Mushroom Kingdom? Right. Because maybe, yeah, maybe Queen, maybe Peach could be Queen once her dad dies. We don't know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but the last one was who is Doctor Mario? Right. Okay. Uh, so I think that Doctor Mario is kind of like how there's Clark Kent and Superman. Right. Like Doctor Mario puts on the coat. He's Doctor Mario, and that's his very distinct identity. Uh, and I think that you know, in kind of similarly to how like there there was some web comic where like people realized that it would actually be better if Superman just like powered a generator by pushing a turbine at super speed forever. Uh-huh. Uh, like that would be a more of a net good than fighting crime. I think that similar to that where like Superman just kind of fights crime because that's how he prefers to, you know, exist. Uh-huh. Uh, Dr. Mario just enjoys occasionally practicing medicine. <laughs> but mostly plumbing. <laughs> um Fun fact, I actually got a 
I actually got a a manga recently called Super Mario Mania. Right. It's a it's a collection of of highlights from the manga Super Mario Kun. <laughs> Uh, that's been running like basically since the early '90s in Japan, right? Uh, and it adapts like practically every Mario game that's released since then. <laughs> and I think even before then, I think he went back into the older Mario games. Sure. Uh, and it's it's basically just like a weird Mario gag manga uh, where Mario acts nothing like he's supposed to. <laughs> he's just like a weird gag manga protagonist, right? Uh, and like it, it's it's kind of cute, but it's very weird. Yeah. But there is a chapter <laughs> in in Mario Manga Mania where uh, where Mario's in a hospital <laughs> because he's depressed, uh, and Doctor Mario shows up to cure him, claiming uh, that he is uh, a version of Mario from ten years in the future. Ha. <laughs> uh, but he has time traveled back to the past to help him. So it's kind of like a Trunks thing. Sure, okay. Right. Uh, where where Mario is both uh is both Mario, but since he is now time traveled to the past to coexist with Mario, also a distinctly different person. I see. Yes. Okay. I kinda kinda like that actually. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and it would explain him existing alongside Mario in Smash Bros. True. Uh and as not just a, a new <laughs> costume for him. Right. Yes. Uh, so there you go, Vinny. Uh, according to some, <laughs> according to some <laughs> pieces of Mario lore, uh, Doctor Mario is Mario from the future, existing right. alongside him. I don't. Th- Side note: I don't think anyone should ever use Super Mario Kuna's serious right, application right. No, of no, no, no. Mario lore. That that guy that makes Mario Kun, he doesn't take Mario Cannon <laughs> seriously either. I mean, I'd go as far as to say that no one should take Mario canon seriously <laughs> for any reason. Uh, Paper Mario stuff's pretty cool. Yes. I miss when I liked those games. <laughs> Maybe Origami King's alright. I've heard it's alright. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Vinny. Yeah, thanks, Vinny. As always, yes. thank you so much for Absolutely. your hard-hitting questions. <laughs> Our next question is from Ethan Hansel on Twitter, aka Ethan from Devil Fruit. Ah, Ethan uh, from Devil Fruit. Yeah, Welcome. A, a pod that we've guested on in the past. Yes, we uh, have. They they do very fun analysis of of anime, basically. Yeah, no, that was a really fun guest uh, session. Yeah, we uh we we showed up and like watched like an anime anthology movie with them. Yes. Uh, and. Uh, it was like really weird and experimental and kind of cool. Yeah, and 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 talking about the episode with talking about the movie with with Ethan and uh, and Jacob and and Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, that was that was a really good time. It was. And uh, and now he send us a little little listener mail. All right, what is it? It is. If Mario and his motley crew somehow made it to the 2021 Olympics. <laughs> What games do you think particular characters would actually have a legitimate chance of winning the gold? <laughs> Looking forward to your Q&A, fellas. Uh, first of all, I would just like to say that Daniel listed this in our outline as Mario at the Real Olympics, <laughs> which is hilarious by itself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, because, you know, Mario the Olympics, you'd probably just think Mario and Sonic at sure, the Olympics, sure. right? Yeah, no, but this is them, at the, like, him and his friends at the actual 2021 Olympics. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, Mario's got the long jump on lock. Right. That's, that's obvious. We can well, get that out of the way. 
okay, but do you think let's let's say Mario's competing, but also so are other Mario characters? Do you think Mario would have the long jump unlock, or Yoshi would have the long jump unlock? Oh, uh, I guess it would probably be Yoshi, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, follow up. Do you think Yoshi would have the long jump unlock, or do you think Peach would have the long jump unlock? Oh man, I think it's discourse. Yeah, 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 I think it's Peach. I think I agree. Yeah. Um. Uh. Well, okay. Um, I think that uh, Mario had Mario would succeed at like freestyle gymnastics because when you think about all the weird flips and stuff, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh Um, and then uh, maybe maybe Luigi would have the pole vault down. Yes, sure. Because Uh yeah, like uh, his his acrobatics a bit less fancy, but his his height is a little better. That's true. Uh, look up the the twenty. I'm gonna look up to see if these are eligible 2021 sure. Olympic sports. Boy, do we think that's actually happening? <laughs> uh so like right but, basically right now we're just kind of waiting for Japan to finally cancel it because they keep putting more and more restrictions on it because of COVID. Yeah, like they Yeah, cuz they've I've last I heard they've just they keep refusing to cancel it. Yeah. Uh, No, and it just keeps, like, the most recent thing they did that I can think of is they were just like, foreigners cannot be in the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they can compete, but only people who live in Japan can be in the audience. Wow. Um, So it's just, yeah, it's it's kind of increasingly getting shittier. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like they gotta cancel it at this point. They gotta push it back. Yeah. Like, why do you do Olympics if not for tourism money? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's wild. It's like, oh, yeah, we're doing a version of the Olympics where no one is allowed to <laughs> right. be there. I mean, it'd just be an enormous money sink. Yeah. Yeah, February 2021. Japanese Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga confirmed that the G7, which also includes UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson and new US President Joe Biden, gave unanimous support for the postponed games to go ahead and schedule. Wow. Uh they're probably continuing to run it with heavy restrictions because uh because the events of covid still guarantees them insurance mm, right uh, but maybe that's they get the insurance as long as they run the games and maybe they don't get the insurance anymore if they cancel it okay um that's my guess just based on skimming the the article that okay. makes sense oh um bowser would win wrestling Oh, Bowser would absolutely win wrestling. He'd, yeah, yeah, hand, hands down. Uh, is wrestling re- wrestling is in the twenty twenty one Olympics? Yeah. Um, let's see here. Unfortunately, sumo is not. So yeah, sumo is not. I just that's, I, that's, initially I thought oh Bowser would win sumo wrestling, and then I was like wait is sumo wrestling in the games? And no. then I checked and it's not. But the yeah. but the International Sumo Federation would love for it to be. <laughs> yeah, re- wrestling has freestyle and Greco Roman. Right. Uh, Let's see. Bowser would win freestyle wrestling specifically. He would not be able to conform to a set of rules. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that, that's correct. Um there are gymnastics ones obviously. I think I think Mario would be the best at the trampoline gymnastics. Oh yes, yeah, of course. Um if tennis is at the Olympics, like Peach and Daisy would win doubles tennis. <laughs> But would they win against like Olympic level athletes? Daisy would. <laughs> Why Daisy? She's the sports girl. Yeah, but like I imagine that 
being like, she's really good at sports when you put her next to her friends. Well, but, like, you also have to consider that the denizens of the Mario universe have freakish supernatural powers whenever they do what they're doing. Right, but Daisy doesn't really... Like, like you know, Serena Williams can hit the ball, I mean, real good, maybe better than anybody in history. Uh Uh-huh. But... Can she hit a ball so hard that it catches on fire? Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'll I'll, I'll let you have that. <laughs> I I don't know if pole vaults or long jumper are oh. at like the modern Olympics. Wow. Yeah. Um. There is jumping while you're riding a horse, but oh, but I don't I don't know if any any of the Mario characters would be especially good at that. Actually. Whoa! I'm on my horse. <laughs> Um, it's a me, Horsio. But yeah, I think we've come up with some good answers anyway. I think so. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Ethan. Thanks, Ethan. All right, here's another bundle of assorted questions. All right. All right, Quinn R says, Hi, Smashing Theorists. I have a few questions for your anniversary Q&A episode. Feel free to answer as many as you want. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. What character at this point do you feel deserves to be in Smash the most, not necessarily who you think will get in? Hmm. Uh, you know, probably Sora. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sora. Yeah. I think almost like hands down Sora. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, still not guessing him. Right. Uh, because it's a very thorny legal problem yes. getting him in. But yeah, Sora. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing Sora. But I, I oh, we know. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think all like part of that is because I feel like yeah, Sora is the is the character not in Smash that makes the most sense to be in Smash at yeah, this point. I yeah. feel that. Um, but I also understand people thinking that it's just not going to work out, like yeah. licensing wise. That yeah, no, I mean that's my position. You know, like yeah. I, it's not that I don't think he'd be a cool character. It's yeah. yeah. If you had to add a Pokemon to Smash, which would it be? Ooh, um, Go Lurk, selfishly, just because it's my <laughs> favorite Pokemon. Um, I think Go Lurk could have a really cool kind of grapply playstyle. Uh, I, <laughs> I feel like my answer could change any different recording session. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, but right now I'm feeling Deoxys. Oh, that would be very cool. From Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, Stan's character. Yeah, Stan's character, which could also include some very cool grapply shit with his fucking DNA strand arms yes. and shit. Yeah. Is Deoxys's theme already in uh, Smash? Um, Unclear. Because that is my favorite Pokemon battle theme, and I didn't even play any of the Deoxys games. <laughs> I just think it's so good. It looks like maybe yes... Okay. Maybe yes. I'll 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 double check and do a correction if I have to. Fair enough. Later. Um Well what if if it isn't it deserves to be there. Yeah. And if it is, good job. <laughs> um Deoxys is like a is like a, a character based on like fucking DNA with like yes. a, with with several different forms. Uh, his aesthetic is very cool and I, I wanted him in for Brawl, mm-hmm. uh, but it didn't happen. And if you haven't heard that battle theme, look it up. It's so good. If you could only play one video game for the rest of your life, oh. what would it be? Oh, that's that's hard. It is hard. It's tempting to say Tactics Ogre. Because right. Because I love that game. But I do think that there's probably a better answer. Yeah, I feel like it had to, for me, it had to be something that, like, 
that I could replay in a lot of different ways. Yes. So I'm thinking like a Pokemon game. Sure. Um, like, part of me wants to say Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links, but I, I'm actually currently on a Duel Links break yeah. because I got tired of it again. So, you know, honestly... I think I'd probably go with Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing oh, yeah. New Horizons. Yeah. I am playing it every day. Yeah. I still, you know, I, I'm not playing it as much as I was, but I still check in every day. I'm not tired of it yet. Yeah. And I just think that it's great because if you get tired of what you have going on, you can just start a new island and do it all over again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'd probably go with Animal Crossing New Horizons. Okay. Even yeah. though, like, it's not my favorite game of all time. I just think that, like, if I were stuck on a desert island, that would be the best escape. Yeah, okay. Um, my answer might be Smash Bros. Ultimate, actually. Okay. Uh, because, like, there's lots of different ways to play that game. Uh, like, and I can kind of, if it's the only game I have, I can kind of get better at it. Sure. And, and really explore, like, you know, how to be really good at that game. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah. And, uh, and I can do that with over 80 characters at this point like it, it would be very long before the game truly got old yeah yeah cool good answer do you follow any professional sports if so which ones uh the closest that i get to following a professional sport is i have a passive interest in baseball yeah um i like to check in and see how uh the white Sox are doing i'm fond of the white Sox because there's kind of you know there's two Chicago teams, the Cubs and the White Sox. And I've always thought of the Cubs as like the team for snooty rich fans, you know, <laughs> because like their tickets are more expensive, their stadiums in a nicer part of the city. Uh-huh. Um, you know, conversely, like when I was working on the west side of Chicago, uh, whenever my job would give me free baseball tickets, it was always to a White Sox game because they could afford it. <laughs> and so I kind of, they have this kind of scrappy energy to them that I really appreciate. Okay. Um, yeah, like I wouldn't go as far as to say that I follow baseball, but like if you had said to me, like, what kind of sport do you want to go to? I would always choose baseball because I just, I kind of like the relatively relaxed atmosphere. It's like going to a picnic and also happening to watch a sport. You know, mm. you don't have to be like, super invested in it if you don't want to you can just kind of enjoy the ambiance but you can also like check in and see like what's going on and uh, i like that so yeah baseball okay yeah thanks for the the eye contact you're welcome yeah uh the closest i've gotten to following a a competitive sport is air hockey yes that's true uh <laughs> for for those of you uh, that have been, you know, following kind of our projects outside of a Smashing Theory, one thing that I've kind of been working on in the background is a uh, an actual play anthology podcast. Right. Yes, uh, where where each of the players is also the GM of their own manga story mm-hmm. that we all that that the other players all participate in. Uh, for example, uh, in in that project, Sean is running like a gag manga about detectives that are bad at their job. Yeah, and uh, uh, my first manga in Inbound Weekly Manga that that project that is very exciting, but also perpetually on the back burner because <laughs> yeah. it's incredibly ambitious, and I have a full time job and also run two other podcasts. Right. Uh, I I'm running uh an air hockey 
manga, an air hockey sports manga, yes, called Diamond Drift, which is great, and it's it's it was the three episodes that we recorded, uh, of that were incredibly fun, and I. In order to make it feel like fun and authentic, I, I've done a lot of research on air hockey and watched several competitive air hockey matches <laughs> and kind of like, you know, looked a lot into kind of the competitive history of air hockey. Sure. Uh, and yeah, every now and then, like, I'll I'll just like kind of poke my head in and see like if there's been any cool matches recently <laughs> or or if any of the if any of the current like championship winners of air hockey's have made more youtube videos explaining how the sport works sure on a competitive level um and uh, i'm i'm sad to report that uh this question actually made me uh check in again and uh and the 2020 championships were right were indefinitely course. postponed because of covid yeah uh really <laughs> one one could say that it's Air hockey, the air hockey sports runners are more of, are one of the smarter <laughs> people, but it's also that that sport is so small that COVID just kind of yeah the the competitive scene for air hockey is so small that COVID just kind of wrecked it completely. Sure. No, that makes um, sense. Yeah, we might not see more air hockey until like twenty twenty two. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's such a like it's such a weird little niche of a sport, mm -hmm. but like there's something entertaining about competitive air hockey. I get that. Yeah. I, you know, I like people who kind of take niche competitions really seriously. Uh, that's why I liked fighting games before they enjoyed the kind of more broad popularity that they do now. Yeah. Are there any funny Daniel and Sean stories from a night out on the town? we don't go on nights out on the town that often i tell you <laughs> even before covid yeah uh uh <laughs> there was that one time in high school that for whatever strange reason i don't know why we thought that it would be really great if you gave me a piggyback ride <laughs> we were just like walking around and but, then again like, for oh. for new viewer context why are you why are you listening to the third anniversary episode <laughs> well, first right. i mean thank you but yeah. but why uh I'm, uh, I have peaks. My, the, the, the tallest I've ever been is five foot five. Yeah. And I am six foot eight and was when I did this. And yeah. at that time, I might've been a little shorter than five, five when we did this actually. At that time, I probably weighed 285 pounds. Yes. I now weigh more than that. And, I'm and I, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, uh, I was like between, 120 and 140 <laughs> right yeah but yeah we were just like walking around daniel's neighborhood getting some fresh air and you know with, with a group of friends oh yeah that's right that's right and we, were, we yeah. were you know uh i guess feeling mischievous and so yeah one of us had the idea that you know i that daniel should give me a piggyback ride for whatever reason, I was extremely on board. <laughs> I leapt onto Daniel's back, and he was able to support my weight for approximately five seconds, <laughs> and then I fell off. Uh, and we both injured ourselves. Yeah, I know. I fell off onto my back. I had the I got the wind knocked out of me, and the guy whose house we were in front of actually came out and was like, are you okay? I saw that whole thing happen. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking teen. You fucking idiot. Right, yeah. You fucking dumbasses. Yeah. Uh, you know, fortunately i i did not break any bones or anything i was probably a little sore afterwards yeah but... and, and yeah I, I i should say like yeah no no serious injury yeah. like basically like i scraped my knees pretty bad on right, the concrete right 
Uh, but like, you know, I, I didn't, neither of us needed to go to the hospital or anything. Yeah. That is a story that I don't think we've told on the podcast. I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, I completely forgot about that till now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of blinking on night out of the town stories myself. So I think that's a pretty good one. Good. Yeah. I'll share that with you. And finally, please go into more details on the smash Bros. cinematic universe. (laughs) Uh, wow, I really can't believe I've been listening to you guys for three years now. Congrats and keep up the great work. Best wishes, Quinnar. Aw, yeah. thanks, Quinnar. Thanks, Quinn. Uh, yeah, so, man, I'm, I'm <laughs> we haven't done this in so long, I'm having trouble remembering what we've come up with already. The the, the primary thing that I remember is you're, my you're, favorite you're idea. Gonna, yeah, you're going to bring up the fucking Star Fox thing again, aren't you? That Star Fox characters <laughs> are the sizes of the actual animals that they're based <laughs> off of. <laughs> And that is now a permanent part of the Smash Bros. I never consented to that, Sean. It's too late. Uh, um, because let's yeah, let's let's see. Basically, the the vague things I remembered about the Smash Bros. Cinematic Universe, which is basically a a a cinematic version, a cinematic uh, like as if the MCU had happened to Nintendo characters, right? Like we came up with this, uh. Like, basically after uh, Detective Pikachu, Sonic the Hedgehog, (laughs) and a Mario movie were known to us, uh, but we hadn't, they hadn't come out yet and we hadn't seen them. Right. Uh, So, you know, the idea is that Detective Pikachu and Sonic had to be part of the cinematic universe, Mm -hmm. uh, but they would, that that those three would be followed by other, (laughs) uh, by other, like, uh, you know movies featuring smash characters right. that would then culminate in a smash bros movie and then there'd be a phase two and so on and so yeah, forth and <laughs> this is stupid and should not be included but i just had a thought that like you know how there's the kind of at the beginning of the mcu nick fury was kind of pulling the scene behind the scenes yeah know, he'd like show up in a post-credit scene and be like i'm putting together a team yeah it's that but it's just masahiro sakurai <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i th- did we have I thought we had a character like that. Was it Captain Falcon that maybe, that we had maybe. fill that role? Captain Falcon played by Adam Scott. Right. I mean, that would be great. Yeah. Um, we we already came up with some pretty good. <laughs> Jonah Hill is Mario, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Mulaney is Luigi, which I think Excellent. is the, yeah. I think that's the most perfect casting we came up yeah. with. Yeah. Um, and we we basically we came up with a pretty solid like phase one. I don't remember all of it, but I remember yeah. that like like. Ness would make a cameo in the Smash Bros. movie. Right. right? Um, was that... Maybe this is a fake memory. Was it that, like, Ness was volunteering at a zoo and gave his psychic powers to Donkey Kong and that was how Donkey Kong became sentient or something? Was that a thing? That was not a thing, but... Uh, I kind of like that. <laughs> I but I, I, think, I think Ness was at the zoo and basically, like... Uh, like Donkey Kong gets hit or something, right? And Ness stops him with the psychic powers, right? And that's the first time his psychic powers manifest. Okay. It's like, whoa, right? <laughs> and then that gets explored in an Earthbound movie in season two, right? Of course, in, in, in phase two, yeah. Um, uh, and I, th- I think we actually left Star Fox for phase two, right? Kinda, right. Kind of like how Ant Man wasn't part of phase one, right? 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 Yeah. Um. So I guess I guess we're gonna add anything. Who's 
who's a character that gets introduced in melee that you think should really be in like phase two, like leading up to the melee movie? Hmm. Oh man, I I had an idea, but it's for a brawl character, <laughs> um, and I I know that I just excised him from Smash in a previous question, but Pit would be a great kind of like. Thor sort of character. Oh yeah, yeah. Like after all this shit is going down, Paul Lutain is like, Pit, there's you know, chaos happening on Earth. Uh Uh-huh. Go down and assist them. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that that would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. I do remember that uh we kind of had Link as our Thor for phase one, right? right? Like how uh (laughs) basically how in in this Hyrule is actually like (laughs) some some like Hyrule is actually somewhere on Earth far in the past. Uh Uh-huh. Right, the the Legend of Zelda movie like ends with Link like taking the Master Sword out <laughs> right. and ending up in the modern day. Yeah, great. Right? Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, or even like that's what happens partway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pitt would like Pitt would be kind of a, a different take on that, I think, sure. in in a cool way. Um, uh, I think, I think, I think series two. Uh, I, I think phase two, when, when we revisit it at some point, we still want to do like another one yes. day. We're just going to do a big, like MCU smash episode. Yeah. MCU. A big, uh, SBCU. SBCU. Yeah. Someday we'll just do a big smash Bros. cinematic universe episode where we both compile the shit we've already said. <laughs> yes. So someone please help us find that shit. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and like come up with at least another phases worth of stuff. Yeah. But I think, so when we get back to that, phase two, uh, the character I'm picking is Marth, there should be a Fire Emblem movie. Nice, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and maybe unlike Hyrule being past Earth. Uh, That's just like another dimension. Fire Emblem is just like another dimension. Yeah. That, that like, Marth and Roy and some, some other just get like mm. thrust into modern day Earth. No, I'm in favor of that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. There's cool. yeah. There's 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 another taste. Yeah. We'll we'll do a one day. Oh, you better believe it. Full episode. Yeah. Like it feels it feels weird to talk about theatrical releases of things right now. <laughs> right. Because yeah. I I haven't stepped into a theater in over a year at this. But point. you know, I mean, it's just it's a great way to relive your movie, your passion for movies. You I know? can sure. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Quinar. Excellent lineup of questions. Absolutely. All right, we're like uh, we're kind of at the two thirds point right Right. now. Um, and we we have another big boy question. All right, from uh, from our our sender of big boy questions, Sergio V. (laughs) All right, Sergio V says, "Hey guys, I'm going to skip this and that version five this time because I have a question for both of you." If you were in charge of making a crossover game between two different franchises, hmm. what franchises would they be and what would the game be about? Ooh. For example, in my case, I'd make a game about Marth and Roy from Fire Emblem and Link from Legend of Zelda okay. working together to save Princess Zelda from Ganon 
uh, and Garnef from Fire Emblem, <laughs> who would be joining forces to defeat our heroes and conquer not only Hyrule, but the whole world as well. That's cool. As the story progresses, we get to find out that Roy is, was working with Ganondorf and Garnef this whole time <laughs> since he was the one who told the enemies where Zelda was located and helped the kidnapping process. Huh. Roy was promised to own a part of the planet if he helped the villains. So basically, Roy would betray Martha and Link and become the final boss. Sounds crazy making Roy a villain at the end of the story, but it's just for shocking purposes. Hey, sure. <laughs> I want to hear y'all guys. I want to hear you guys' ideas. Y'all rock. Aw. Thanks, Sergio. Yeah, thanks, Sergio. That, that would definitely be a bold decision, just making Roy like the surprise villain. I'm into it. <laughs> I hate movies that do that. <laughs> uh, or games, I guess. Uh, like, I, I, I need, like, a, like a good reason for Roy to sure. turn, you know? Okay. It's like, oh, yeah, my... <laughs> My dad's been kidnapped. He they they won't free him unless I I spill information. And then Ella Wood is just in the game. Yeah, yeah, right, just Ella sure. Wood's there. He makes a cameo. He's not playable right now, but maybe he's unlockable actually. Yeah, okay, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. he'd just be a reskin. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Roy's character model, but the legs are longer, <laughs> and none of the other proportions are changed. <laughs> right, but the. <laughs> The legs are like way too long, yeah, so it's like exactly. a Jack Skellington kind of effect. It's <laughs> like walking gangly, you know, kind of really awkwardly walking around. There's an episode of Ducktales, <laughs> <laughs> the, the new Ducktales reboot, where all where all the characters are like in each other's dreams. Yes, and and Huey, one of the nephews, Huey's dream is just he has really really yeah. long legs, yeah. and he's like, oh look at the look at look at what I can reach on the top shelf now, and everyone's like, this is horrifying. Your legs are too long. It's really it's it, <laughs> god i i love ducktales so much underrated anyway crossover game between two different franchises what would you pick what would the game be about let me think about that for a second yeah he says two different franchises but he doesn't necessarily say video game franchises true so, so let your mind wander if you like okay oh yeah I, this this is one i've already kind of said mm-hmm uh, so should I should I say one that I've mentioned on the pod before, or should I come up with a new one just to be fun and spicy? Do what's in your heart. Okay. Because what I've said before is Marvel vs. DC, developed by NetherRealm. Oh, well, I mean, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let, let me let me come up. Let me let me stir together a new one just sure. for just for Sergio. All right. <laughs> Do we have to worry about feasibility? Nah. Okay. <laughs> Well, you might come. You might have just come up with something so stupid that I'm going to regret that. But go on, Pokemon Snap Cross Fatal Frame. <laughs> <laughs> Explore a horrifying island of ghost Pokemon and defeat them by taking pictures of them with a surprisingly robust combat system. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Um, you know, I'd love to see a a pokemon digimon crossover sure it's in some ways it's weird that it never happened that is weird yeah, yeah. like i i think it's just that probably like nintendo's so protective of the pokemon like right of course but they've had a crossover with nobunaga's ambition yeah that's a good point yeah actually. so, so yeah really cross, crossover with digimon already yeah. you met nobunaga before you met agumon <laughs> they just they just do Pokemon cross Nobunaga's ambition cross Digimon. <laughs> Hello, I'm Nobunagamon. <laughs> oh, God. Why do you ruin everything? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I. It's, it's hard to know what the game would be about 
Sure. I'd, I'd imagine that, like, the digital world just kind of leaks into the Pokemon world. Yeah, yeah, like, through a Porygon or something. Ooh, yeah, I like uh-huh. that, yeah. Like, uh, like, like the evil team, like, uses a Porygon yeah. to, like, kind of, it's like, oh, yeah, we can use the Porygon to enter, like, other worlds, and mm-hmm. then, like, and then Agumon just, like, falls on top of them. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and one thing unique to that game is that you would be able to, like, uh, fuse like some Digimon <laughs> with some Pokemon uh-huh. to create monsters that would only exist in that game. Sure, no, that's cool. Yeah, I would, in all seriousness, love to play a horror game set in the world of Pokemon. <laughs> like they already do some creepy shit in some Pokemon games. You're right. Like, yeah, that tower in Gold and Silver. That's like where all the dead Pokemon <laughs> hang out or whatever. Wasn't wasn't there like some kind of promotional thing where? Where Junji Ito actually drew some Pokemon shit? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh. Yep. Yeah. As some kind of promotion, like Junji Ito actually drew some art. Wow. Uh, of like a young girl like in an alley being stalked by a bonnet. That is wild. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> So really, I guess one day your thing could exist. There's precedent. If they if they'd fucking do that shit, then why not? Like nothing is off the table anymore. Right. Uh yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, and and, and that's mine. Cool. Thanks, Sergio. Good question. Yeah, thanks, Sergio. Looking forward to, to the <laughs> this next or that install- six or whatever. <laughs> well, it's, it's it'd still be this or that five. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, that's yeah. true. Looking forward to the next installment, if slash when that ever happens. Yeah, and no pressure, obviously. Feel no free pressure. to ask us any questions you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't have to yeah. feel constrained to this or that. Exactly. Uh, but this or that is fun. Yeah. But this was also fun, so yeah. Yes. Do, do what your heart tells you, man. Exactly. All right, here comes Sean's favorite question <laughs> of the episode. Okay. Uh, Garrett D., Message me this on Facebook. Okay. Garrett says, Do you mind having Sean give me a diatribe about what makes Tactics Ogre so good? My friend says Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is one of his favorite games ever. Hmm. We were talking about Project Triangle Strategy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really hope the name becomes Tripath Strategy, by the way. Sure. And he said it's apparently the most similar to Tactics Ogre. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, what what makes Tactics Ogre so good, Sean Francis? Oh. This, this is my gift to you. Garrett, this... I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Tactics Ogre for two primary reasons. The first is that I think it just introduced a lot of really cool quality of life stuff that hadn't been in Tactics games before. Uh, it introduced a system called in game the Chariot Tarot, which lets you rewind up to fifty turns in the past. Yeah, that felt really revolutionary at the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, just fucking fantastic. Like to to you know, kind of make a mistake and then kind of go like, oh well, if I go back, you know, X turns, I can salvage it. Right. Um, and then also the fact that like you leveled up classes instead of characters mm-hmm. so that when you recruited somebody you know they weren't like a level one so and so they were a level 50 so and so because so and so was level 50 right it's like stuff like that that was really cool uh the other reason is that i mean 
it's just stuffed to the gills with really great content like hundred floor you know uh end game dungeons and side quests and being able to unlock classes by doing completely optional content uh (laughs) god just i mean i i probably sank like 400 hours into that game and i hadn't finished doing everything there was (laughs) a whole dungeon that i never did wow in my file that's wild crazy um and then finally, uh, the translation is by Alexander O. Smith, who's my favorite guy who does translations of things. Yeah. He also did Final Fantasy twelve. He did the first Phoenix Wright game, weirdly. He oh. was the guy who did that. Wow, okay. Yeah. And really set a lot of precedents for that franchise, like it being set in California. Oh yeah, you're right. He, <laughs> yeah. He kinda gave the he kinda gave the localizers a lot of problems, right. really. Um in the long that's run. true. A vagrant story, which I'm playing now. Yeah. Uh yeah, he, he in, had... in in my uh boat, in my wheelhouse, Alexander O. Smith translated the visual novel four two eight Shibuya Scramble. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Did and, a great job. Yeah, and yeah, that that is an excellent game. Mm-hmm. That I wish more people would play. But yeah, for a lot of the fantasy stuff that he does, he's just really nailed this kind of like George R.R. Martin style one third of the way to Shakespeare kind of thing (laughs) that I just love. Every time I play a game that's translated by him, it's like, oh, this was fucking translated by Alexander O. Smith. And I, mean, I love yeah. it. And he does that. He can do that for like fantasy, like fantasy yes. games. Like he, he also has a lot of range, yes. I think. Yes. Yeah. For Twitch should be a scramble feels nothing like that. And I'm glad. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those, those, those would be the three main points. Uh, the translation is excellent. Uh, there's a ton of content and it was very innovative for its time. Yeah. I, uh, it, it also like, uh, yeah, it's it it does like feel kind of good to play still. Like mm-hmm. I, I I try to go back and play Final Fantasy Tactics A two. Right. Uh, and it's so slow now. <laughs> Playing yeah. it feels so slow uh-huh. now. Um, and Tactics Joker, I feel like it doesn't quite have that problem. Yeah. I think it's aged a little bit at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but it still feels like a, like a neat game with a lot of good ideas. One day, not anytime soon, because it's enormous, I will play that game on my YouTube channel. <laughs> it's not going to happen anytime soon. I have many other games that I want to play first, but right. like, yeah, oh man, fucking, there will be an age of Zytogenia on my fucking YouTube channel. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> What did you just say? An age of Zetagenia? Yeah, I don't know why, but at the beginning of every Ogre Battle game, it's like, sing to me an age of times long past, blah, blah, blah. Sing to me an age of Zetagenia. And then the game starts. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks. <laughs> thanks, James, for letting Sean get that out of his system. Yeah. Anytime you want to do a podcast with me about Tactics Ogre, I'll do it. I'm sure that I'll just get <laughs> ten times the views as this one. Oh, yes. Uh, all right. Because I'll watch it. I'll listen to it a hundred times. All right. Thanks, Garrett. Yeah, thanks. I, I think I said someone else's name. But uh, you might said James. What, yeah, that's that's because the next letter is from James. James oh, okay. M. All right, James. James M is back. Dear AST, I have enjoyed listening to you for the last three years. I think I like... I like that the show has evolved to be broader than just Smash Theories. Congratulations on the anniversary. Thanks. Here are some questions and prediction requests from which to pick and choose. I've added some salt for flavor. (laughs) One, I can confirm that the next Nintendo console will be an improved Switch because I saw a picture of it next to some Grinch movie promotional material. (laughs) Please predict when the system will be released. 
Oh, the Grinch leak. Yeah. Oh, oh man. We, we've that, that never was... been burned as hard as that. Oh, yeah. That was a mess for us. That was embarrassing. Uh, no regrets, but that, yeah. that, that was very humbling. That was a yes, humbling. Yes, it was. A humbling experience. We learned uh, many things about life on that day. Uh, I, September 2021. That's my guess. Okay. November, if uh, there's COVID problems. Okay. I'll say December. Okay. Christmas. Yeah, I mean, mo- most stuff released with the intention of of being bought for Christmas usually comes out. Yeah, we've in... we've been down that road before. <laughs> before I always make the same mistake, so I'll just do it again. <laughs> All right. All right. Question two: Why not Waluigi? Uh man. Um, I don't know. Come on, Sakurai. <laughs> <laughs> I do think I I actually personally think there is like a slight chance that after the fighters pass is over. Uh, there'll be kind of a Piranha Plant esque uh, like final uh character release, and and that character might be Waluigi. Man, maybe I'll just change one of my predictions to actually be Walu- <laughs> Waluigi. Maybe I'll just make it like um Chosen Undead and Waluigi. Who knows? I f- wouldn't I f- that imagine? Yeah, the, the reaction on the internet. Oh, there there'd be a meltdown. Yeah, like people like people would be ecstatic because of the meme, and people would be like furious because yeah. of the meme. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There'd be an absolute meltdown. Anyway, I'm not committing to that at all. Maybe ever, but that's just thought. Three, please select a roster for a new version of Smash with only four characters. Oh God! Try to make it an enjoyable game that people would still play. If Heihachi is <laughs> in your answer, you have failed. <laughs> I agree. Okay. So, uh, Mario's a lock, right? Yeah. Mario yeah. has to be there, but none of the other Mario characters could be there if it's only four characters. Right. No Luigi, no Peach. It's yeah. just gotta be Mario. And I don't just want to fucking do, like, Mario, Link, Donkey Kong, Kirby. Yeah, you I know? think yeah, I think if it's a new game, there has to be at least one new character that would bring Ooh, people in. Oh, okay. So... My roster so far is Mario and Sora. <laughs> Sora can be like the the sure. big yeah like let's say that Sora doesn't show up in Ultimate and he can be the big new character that okay. like, gets people excited, right? right? Like someone is going to buy Smash S- Smash Bros. Six. There's only four characters edition. Right. If Sora is one of the four characters, sure, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, one I think I think one more returning character and one more new character. Okay. So I've got Mario in mind as well. Okay. I will say that for the other returning character, it will be... I don't know, actually. Okay, so I've got Mario in mind. Yeah. I think one of my new characters will be Lin from Fire Emblem. Because I think Fire Emblem is an important part of the series' history. Okay. Uh, and Lin is an enormously popular character that has never been playable. Okay. Yeah, Mario, Lin, so far yeah. for me. Yeah, enormously popular in, in Fire Emblem terms. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, Mario and Lin. I've got Mario and Sora. I think Pikachu will be the other returning character for okay, me. Okay, that makes like, sense. Like, yeah, I- iconic, right? Very important. Sure. And I think my remaining new character should be a Nintendo character. Uh, I'm thinking Isaac from Golden Sun. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like... uh. Because we've got a big popular character in Sora, so I think like a cool little niche character in Isaac that still has a following and and a demand. Sure, I think would be cool. Um, okay, uh, even <laughs> uh, even though that means that like there that's three RPG characters in the. <laughs> Yeah. In, in my version of the roster, but I think that's fine. Okay, there's there's a lot of RPG characters in in Ultimate too. 
Uh, okay, so I've got Mario and Lynn so far. My other returning character is going to be Sonic. Oh, yeah, that's the classic, good. you know, Mario and Sonic dichotomy. Yeah, yeah, you that's good. Have that in there. That's good, that's good. Uh, and then for my final new character, I kind of want it to be something really weird. Uh-huh. And I want it to be another guest. Okay. Because the, that's what you're doing. Um, so I will say that my final character will be, uh, <laughs> oh no, you would, now. you would lose automatically. If I would you, also you... lose my shit in the worst possible way. <laughs> Man, I'm really struggling. I mean, yeah, a lot of iconic third party characters are already in the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Oh, fuck. I just, I just realized that my whole roster is just, like, all dudes. Yeah. Right? Like Mario, Pikachu, Isaac, and, and Sora. Mm-hmm. So I'll swap out Isaac as a newcomer mm-hmm. for uh, for Lara from Tomb Raider. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. I got Mario, Sonic, Lynn, so let me also do... Let me balance it out 50-50. Yeah. God, I'm completely stumped. <laughs> Name third-party characters. Uh, third-party characters. Crash Bandicoot. No. Tracer from Overwatch. Mm, sure. Okay, got yeah. it. It's a lock. <laughs> Mario, Sonic, Lynn, Tracer. Okay, that's good. Cool. Yeah. That's... <laughs> God damn it, James M. <laughs> that was hard. Not necessarily because I love Blizzard and anything they do, but, you know, it'd be a good inclusion. Yeah. Tracer, sell some copies. Yeah, tra- yeah. yeah. Tra- Tracer's good representation in a lot of ways, it's, I think. Yes, that, that is very true, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, so, are, is is that game with our roster still, like, with our roster, is that an enjoyable game that people would still play? I think... I think you've got you've got some good star power, Tracer and yours, or yeah. mine. Um, and a de- decent variety of movesets, I think. Yeah, but I mean, I ultimately think that it would be enjoyable for like 20 minutes, and then, you know, there's four characters in the game. <laughs> That's kind of the fatal flaw. Right. It'd be like season one of Killer Instinct. It's like, yeah. there's cool stuff going on, but there's only X characters. Yeah, but at, at least, like, at least is there, like, a good variety of gameplay there. And I think, like, you've got, a, you've got, you've got Mario. Yeah. you got a sword fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got, like, a cool, like, teleporting character. Sure. Um, and who, and, and Sonic, yeah. you've got Sonic who, <laughs> who I feel has the least fun game. Play. Yeah. There is some overlap between him and Tracer too. It's like, Oh, two fast characters. Yeah. At least you can redesign Sonic to have a more interesting move. Set. That's true. Yeah. Um, I could really go for that with Sonic. Yeah. And me, like I've, I've got a sword fighter in Sora, but also like he, his moveset would be fucking bonkers. Yes. It'd be very cool. Um, Lara Croft, she'd have the she'd have the pistols, yeah, right. And I feel like she she could, she could be a good gadgeteer character. Yeah, you know? yeah, a good yeah, a good gadgeteer character. Kind of fill that Link niche. Yeah, Link niche, Snake niche. She could kind of be like a weird hybrid between Link and Snake. Yeah, yeah, and, and Pikachu's great. Yeah, Pikachu's great. We uh, all love Pikachu, Pika Pika. Yeah, so it was an enjoyable game that people would still play. That Hayashi is not in. Yeah, we, we did it, James. We nailed it. All right, two more questions from James. Okay. Question four: Please predict whether we will ever. S- Please predict whether we will ever see Super Mario Thirty Five or Mario Three D All Stars released again after Mario's death on March thirty first. 
<laughs> I love that meme, by the way. Yeah, I love, yeah, no, that I love it. It's like, a few more days until Mario dies. Uh, Mario will be dead uh, as of this recording, as as of this episode going up, actually. I, I will say um, yes, but not on the Switch. Um, I will say yes, potentially on the Switch. Okay. If the Switch is still alive on Mario's 40th anniversary. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I, I think it might be. Sure. But I think its successor could also be present yeah. by, that, by that point. We'll so at that point, they've released the Swatch. The Swatch. And five, please describe your favorite pizza. Oh, um, New York style uh, plain cheese with really good tomato sauce and a uh, a crust that is um that is there it's enough to support the pizza but it's thin and kind of a little bit crispy i think for me it's like a deep dish with a lot of toppings that's fair like yeah like deep dish i i will say that i i do love deep dish now having been a chicago resident for (laughs) almost a decade yeah no like yeah just give me like a really sub like a really like substantial pizza Mm -hmm. that i can just dig into with a fork and knife and just like like, give me a pizza that's a meal. I'm so hungry, Daniel. Yeah. I'm so hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done to us, James M? All these questions that are just ruining our lives. Thank you so much for for being here for three years. Yes, thank you, James M. Yeah, your your presence has actually been, like, really great. And, and thank you so much for all yeah. of the mail you've sent over the years. Absolutely. All right. Uh... We're in the last couple of listener mails. Okay, this bag is thin now. It was thick before. All right. JohnOjo01 on Twitter says, Fighting game predictions for 2021 and 2022. Ooh. I'm hoping after a long dry spell, we enter a new era of fighting game popularity. <laughs> Strive, new KOF, and Project L surely mean we have a bit to look forward to. Hmm. Also... Favorite fighting game characters of all time, smiley face. Ooh. So, predictions first. Yeah, predictions first. Uh, I think that by the end of 2022, we will see Persona 5 Arena. Ooh, nice prediction. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's funny that that's a very me prediction. Well, I was going to make a very you prediction. What's in that? that? Uh, by the end of this year, uh, I think Injustice 3 will be announced. Nice. And we'll have a release like spring, summer 2022. I'm into that. I like both of our predictions. Yeah. Um I think Injustice 3 will have will just have rollback netcode out the gate. Yeah, that sh- it should. Yeah. Uh and I think Persona 5 might also Persona 5 Arena okay. because the Guilty Gear's got the rollback. Sure, sure. Like uh like Arc System Works is figuring out rollback mm-hmm. and yeah. That would be excellent. Yeah, I think Arc System Works in the future will have will have rollback stuff. Cool. Um I <laughs> If Project L comes out, it'll be around like the end of 2022. I think that <laughs> I think I think it's gonna be like a like a slow, torturous, like glacial wait for that game. Yeah, that's but fair. I think it'll be really cool when it comes out. Yeah, um, Project L being the League of Legends fighting game. Right, right. Uh, I'm really excited for KO 15. Mm-hmm. I hope that they figure out the rollback for that. That'd be great. Um, uh, predict. What what do you think is give me one DLC character for Guilty Gear Strive? Uh Bridget. Bridget. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Uh it's the only one I know. <laughs> um 
I've uh, that's I, not quite true. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, th- I like a, a like an older Bridget uh, that still has the yo-yos, but has like oh, a, yeah. like a brand new look. That would be cool. Yes. Um, actually, I can't decide between two. I'll say these will both be VLC characters at okay. some point in Strive's lifespan. One is Effelt. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Effelt F- is cool. Yeah, the girl in the wedding dress with a big ass gun. <laughs> I think she'll. I think she will return in like the first batch of DLC. Okay. I think she's really popular. Yeah. And she's got connections to Ram Lethal Valentine, who's already in the game. Okay. Um, and second is uh, Soul Bad Guy's wife, ah. uh, who keeps, like, reincarnating in different forms throughout the story of Guilty huh. Gear, but is never, like, uh, basically, in, like, at the end of Guilty Gear Strive's story, mm-hmm. uh, or Guilty Gear, sorry, at the end of Guilty Gear Exard Revelator's story, yeah. um, one of her incarnations... Uh, Jacko fuses with Justice, which is another thing. Ah. and they become a new version of Soul Bad Guy's wife. Okay. Um. So, uh, I didn't realize that Jacko was an incarnation of Soul Bad Guy's wife. There yep, you go. Yep. Uh. So, uh, so I think that character <laughs> will be playable somehow. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's see, what what else can we predict for 2021, 2022? I'm starting to think that Marvel's Capcom 4 is not a real thing. Okay. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. I'm. Uh, one reason for that is that uh, late last year, Capcom's entire database leaked. Right. And we just know a bunch of projects that are at least in some stage of development for them mm-hmm. right now. Marvel vs. Capcom 4 is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. That. Uh, that doesn't mean, like, there was, uh, there was some stuff that we know exists that was not in that database. Sure. So it might be buried, uh, it might be buried in that database with a weird code name, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but I would love it to exist. And I feel like, I feel like Peter Combofeed Rosas really wants it to <laughs> exist too. Yeah. And he's like a producer at Marvel Games now. Sure. I'd love it to exist. Yeah, I, me too. I, I hope that it does by the end of 2022. But for now, when's Marvel? Never. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, and I'd, I'd like there to be some like weird, cool new fighting game announcement in the next yes. two years. Yeah, that'd be great. What, what do you, th- what do you think? would that be i think that nether realm is probably just going to do mortal Kombat and injustice until the world ends back yeah. and forth but i still would really love for them to do that horror movie mashup video game yeah you know? that'd be cool so i'll just throw that out there maybe they'll do that yeah i i mean i feel like if that happened it would be like that'd be what 2024 at the earliest sure. at this point 2025 probably well maybe it's what they've been working on all this time yeah who knows I think we're getting Injustice 3 next, but yeah. I think after that, it could make sense for them to to sure. do the horror game instead of another Mortal Kombat. Okay. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I think... I think that we'll get some kind of crossover game that hasn't existed yet. Oh, okay. Uh, Whether that's like... Ooh, you, you know what? I I don't. I have no idea what kind of crossover game we could get that hasn't existed yet. Yeah, but I bet by twenty twenty five, this is going a little farther than twenty twenty two. Sure, but I bet within the next half decade, we're getting 
uh, Capcom versus SNK three. Ah, nice. It'll be developed by SNK. Right. Capcom will not put the manpower yeah, into that. Right. Of but course. But there will, there will be a new crossover game between SNK and Capcom. Cool. Uh, SNK will make it. Uh, and they'll do that after they're done with King of Fighters fifteen. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Ooh, last last thing. Who do you think? This is very unstructured. Who do you? <laughs> yes. Uh, who do you? Uh, who do you think the last Street Fighter Five character is? Um, a new character. Okay. Yeah, I think it's Makoto. Nice from Street Fighter. I I yeah. like that from Street Fighter Three. Uh, she she won like a popularity poll right. held officially by Capcom like four years ago. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm yeah. fond of Makoto. Yeah, I'd love to main her, but I'm bad. <laughs> if I wasn't, I totally main her. Favorite fighting game character of all time. Let's each pick one. Okay, so you all know that I like Solomon Grundy and Labrys at this point. We yeah. don't need to trod that road again. I guess I guess that's fair. That means I can probably leave Dan Birdie and <laughs> Junpei from Persona 4 sure. Arena out of my list too. I was gonna say Junpei again. But so yeah. I'm going to highlight another character that you also probably know about if you've been listening closely, but that doesn't get the kind of recognition she deserves, and that's Cathilla from Chaos Code. That's so funny. After I threw out the other characters I just said, I was gonna say Bravo from <laughs> Chaos Code. Yeah. Well, fine. You can say Cathilla from okay. Chaos Code, and I'll think of something else. I actually think, on reflection, that Cathilla from Chaos Code might be my favorite fighting game character to play of all time. Wow. She just gels with me so <laughs> much. Like, as soon as I played her, I immediately knew what her deal was. And I love that she is, you know, kind of a bullet hell zoner, but one where you actually have to think. Right, yeah. like it's not like playing Peacock in uh, Skullgirls, where you're mm. just like throwing random shit out there. Yeah, like whenever I would play a match, whether it was you or Crime Fighter or anybody else who would do like the six-person Chaos Code, uh, you know, <laughs> like kind of side tournament poverty fighting uh, game tournaments. Yeah, that we would do um, at Combo Breaker. Like, I love that. You know, I had to kind of like think about what projectile I was going to use, kind of space them out in such a way to make it difficult for whoever I was fighting against, mm -hmm. kind of predict what you were going to do and react by using the appropriate move. Um, I love that I had options for getting away if people got in close. Yeah. Yeah, God, just, a, I mean, my shit. You know, yeah. So good. And the comment that I would get from people who love that game when I would play Cthulhu was like, you do not play Cthulhu like anybody that I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he plays Cthulhu. Yeah. And I, I just love that I was able to kind of find a niche for her and play her in a way that was both fun for me and effective. Yeah. So yeah, Cthulhu. Absolutely. Yeah. Your, your Cthulhu is really annoying to fight also <laughs> uh, and really fascinating to, yeah. to see when when I'm I'm not the person that's, <laughs> that's eating your shit over right, and over. Right. Yeah. Which... Which I did do frequently because I was playing the grappler in that game and it was yes. hard for me to get in. Yeah. Bravo, who is one of my favorites, uh, he is a chef mm -hmm. uh, who is also just a big, muscly grappler. Great character. Yeah, like, um, and he's one with a projectile, which is very cool. He'd, mm -hmm. he'd slam the ground and a table would, like, pop up <laughs> yes. far away. And, uh, and there were times when, like, we would trade because I would throw some weird Cthulhu projectile at you and you just hit me with a table. Yeah. <laughs> He also, you, had a, he also had a super where he'd just flip a table and it would fly in your 
yeah. general direction. Yeah. Your fundamentals are really good, and you also have a really analytical kind of play style. And so I would, even as Cthulhu, have to constantly evolve what I was doing to <laughs> yeah. keep up with. It's like that scene in Jurassic Park where the game hunter is like, the raptors test a different part of the fences every time they remember. It's like, <laughs> that's you, you know? You were, you were like testing every part of my electric fence of zoning <laughs> to try to get through. Yeah, no, like, uh, when, when we're both on our game, it's, it's such, like, a fucking, like, tense match because, like, mm. I, I, like, figure out your pattern and then you have to come up with a new <laughs> right. pattern that, like, fucks me up and, yeah. yeah. No, th- there's actually, like, uh, the, the, the people who organize those tournaments posted videos of us one year yeah. you know, playing each other on YouTube and they're there. And, yeah, uh, they're and they're really good cool. matches. Yeah, yeah no, they're, good, they're, like, yeah. legitimately, like, cool-looking matches. Yeah, oh, so annoyed that I lost, but, like, <laughs> yeah, good matches. Um... Yeah, no, Chaos Code, one of the most underrated fighting games like, yeah. ever made. It's so great. You can get it on the Switch right now mm-hmm. for like 10 bucks. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, it's the franchise is kind of uh, over at this point because um, the the people who worked on it principally, I think, were two brothers and one of them passed away. Is yes. That what it was? Yeah. Uh, yeah, although it looks like he... Uh, the the remaining brother might be working on it again. Oh, okay. We're not sure. Okay. We're, we're not sure. But I mean, obviously, there... he should do whatever he thinks is necessary. Exactly, you know? yeah. But yeah, there there could be hope for the franchise in the future. Okay. Apparently, like... Yeah, apparently there was, like, a like a big... There, there's still a big following for it in Japan, and it had, like, a nice, like, tournament recently. Okay. So, yeah, it's... it's I think it's kind of a never-say-never-but-don't-have-high-hopes sure. kind of thing right now. Also, I don't know whether or not the Switch version or really any version of the game has online mm, multiplayer, right. which is a bummer, but yes. uh, it was always kind of the perfect game for me and Sean, <laughs> yes. who lived together. That's true. Uh, but not not all of us uh, live with our fighting game training partner. So. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I haven't really... I mean, you're... Yeah, you, you've realized that Cthulhu is probably your favorite fighting game character of all time. My favorite fighting game character of all time is a character I've said before, but mm-hmm. it it has to be, I think, John Pay from Persona Four. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you to a T. Yeah, you know? like he's just so weird and wacky, and like yeah. he's so cool. Like he, <laughs> you just fucking play baseball while you also play a fighting game. You fill uh-huh. up little baseball innings by doing combos with your bats. And, yeah, uh, no, great design. Yeah, like. Like I've I've also had like really satisfying tournament moments with Jumpei the way that Sean has with Cavilla mm-hmm. where like <laughs> I've told this story on the pod before but I still love it like <laughs> like I I just had like I had really intense match like as Jumpei against a character that was actually good like yeah. during a tournament uh you know a character that's actually considered like higher tier and I lost <laughs> that match and people still like clapped for yes. me after the match yeah. was over because uh-huh. like that that was that was like that was a good effort with John Pay, man. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> uh the just that that's probably the 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 greatest extent to which I have been a low tier hero. But he's just so fun. He's so yeah. fun to he's, play. He's so cool and yeah. supremely annoying, I should say. But yeah, also and, just great. And it's also like so sad because like I feel like even if uh persona 5 arena comes out and gets like three seasons (laughs) of dlc i bet that game will end and jumpei will not have returned as a character that wouldn't surprise me and that's a shame because he's his play style is so niche and Mm -hmm. like yeah good question john ojo yeah good question (laughs) sir last question okay 
Very last one. Reaching deep into the mailbag. Gerald L. Sent us an email. Okay. Hello, AST. Hope you're having a good day. Two questions. One, who have been your top three additions to the Smash roster? <laughs> Whether it's for content they bring, how fun they are, what they represent, etc. Okay. Um, what was it, top three? Top top three additions to the Smash roster. Okay. So for number one, I'm actually going to highlight uh, Mr. Game & Watch for Ooh, me. Ooh, okay, great. Because he's just so weird and so Sakurai, you know? Yeah. It's just like a, a really great twist on a character that would otherwise be unremarkable. And I think probably the first time that I had that experience of like, well, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to Mr. Game & Watch, but his moveset is so weird and his whole aesthetic is so cool that I can't help but love him. Yeah. You know? Um, so definitely want to give shout outs to Mr. Game and watch there. Um, my number one, probably Ridley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, I, I've been waiting for him for a very long time and then he was perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. He's like, his moveset is very him. It's a very satisfying moveset to play. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's just so cool. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's so cool. And like, he, He's just kind of like a, a dream fulfillment, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely top three for me. I appreciate that. Uh, my next one is going to be Ness. Yeah, good. Because that was my first instance of like, oh, you know, Sakurai, he did do the deep cuts. Yeah, know? yeah. Like, sure, you have, you know, Mario and Donkey Kong and everybody else, but Ness is in this game. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, just for the, you know... It, Ness is so emblematic of Sakurai's willingness to kind of do whatever he wants and to appreciate, you know, fans of relatively niche characters. And yeah. it's just a lot of kind of uh, his his decision-making goodness rolled up into one very early pick. So yeah. Ness is my second one. Uh, my second one is Duck Hunt. Nice. Yeah. I, like, I love the deep cut picks yeah and uh, duck hunt might be my favorite deep cut pick <laughs> that's a deep deep cut yeah that's that's a pretty deep cut but also like a, his move set is is just so perfectly implemented sure it's it's so wild but like it's it's the kind of move set that's never been in smash before mm-hmm. and it, he's he's just such a unique character that still feels like a representative of his game yes um and uh, and yeah, he's just like a great example of how wacky Smash can be while also being just a really cool fighting game character. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. And my number three, I'm going to go with kind of a selfish pick here, is uh, Snake. Nice. Because he kind of broke the barrier of, you know, third-party characters. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel as though it's because of that decision that we now have this enormous kind of uh roster of third parties that have come in uh i guess also sonic but you know yeah uh, i always think of snake as just being this like like a kind of wow of a pick you know like yeah like, who could have seen that coming um and also i love uh, metal gear yeah so yeah snake is my number three nice good good pick funnily enough i don't play any of these guys <laughs> Ness is the closest thing you know because he was my main in one but yeah uh, but yeah oh yeah maybe... they're just characters that i appreciate anyway yeah, um, yeah. For me, additions means after the first game. So, oh, okay. So while I while I appreciate Jigglypuff, I won't pick Jigglypuff. Sure. 
And I'm not I'm not as committed to that interpretation. I'm gonna make you change Nass. Okay. Um I think I'll go with Marth. Okay. Um because not because I like playing as Marth, not sure. because uh not because Marth is a yeah, is a particularly exciting Smash character for me. Mm-hmm. Not because I got excited when I saw Marth <laughs> in the game. Because Marth literally brought yes. an entire franchise uh like to the states that is now like a Nintendo mainstream franchise. No, I think that's a and, great pick. And it's one of the best franchises like in Nintendo stable. Yes. Uh like that we owe that to Marth, to his existence in Smash. <laughs> it was a, to him being added to Smash. That is true. Uh and them deciding to keep him in the US version. So uh Marth, uh although my runner up picks would be uh Sonic, um Wario, uh and Pit. Nice, good choices. Yeah. Also, Steve for the audacity. <sighs> Ugh, I, I barely restrained myself from removing him from the game <laughs> in one of our earlier. I questions. I actually admire that restraint because I knew that your eyes would roll so hard that they would fly out of your skull and enter orbit. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question from Gerald, and also for the episode. Yep. Any plans you can share for what's next after a Smashing Theory ends? Ah, yes. 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 Great question, Gerald. Great question. Uh, Really good question, because um, uh, Smash DLC will probably be done by the end of this year. Right. Um, And that seems like an appropriate time to kind of sunset this podcast. Yes, I think, like, yeah, like, (laughs) like this podcast began when Smash Bros. Ultimate got announced. Mm -hmm. I think when Smash Ultimate is finally complete, our our jobs here will be done. It's poetic. It's poetry. Yes, right? Yeah, Yeah. we're, we're making poetry here. Um... But uh, Sean and I still want to do podcast stuff together. Yes. So, uh, so really, when this is over, we'll still transition into another podcast. Yes. Um, I uh, I don't know what it's going to be yet, honestly. Yeah, me neither. Um, like uh, like I'd love to do my actual play bound, but that's like with, it's a with, lot. Yeah, with the amount of commitments I have, like that's that's going to be hard to do, especially like on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Like I think. I think I'm going to be able to free up more space. I could kind of do that on a seasonal basis. But, sure. Um, but I'd still want to have kind of a mainline thing that we're doing like weekly or biweekly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know that we still want to do something like geeky slash nerdy. Yes. Like probably in the video game space. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. Um, I don't want to reveal what it is yet, but I will say that Daniel came up with a podcast concept and title that he told me about yesterday and that i laughed about today like 12 hours later <laughs> so yeah i don't know if that's the if that's the next one yeah but it i do like it yeah like basically yeah right now we're workshopping ideas yes um by the time that a smashing theory is done um we'll have concrete plans in place yeah exactly and we'll we'll announce that and and transition over and uh and you know when uh, when smash ultimate ends i i know like I know how I want to end this, uh, and, like, I feel like we'll still have, like, it'll end with some nice, like, big and cool episodes, yes. right? Um, and uh, the last episode on this channel will probably be, um, will probably be Game of the Year 2021. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll still probably put that on, on Smashing Theory. Cool. Um, Unless, of course, Sakurai is like, we're doing another season of yeah. DLC. Yeah, in, in which case, look forward to us in 2021. Yeah. Like, I've 
yeah, we've made a commitment, but like, but I'm I'm personally like I'm looking forward to finishing a project. Me too. Because I I start so many, and like this is like this is the the one that's been the most successful. Yeah. Right. This yeah. is the one that like I've I've committed to the most that I've that like I feel like I I can like I can wrap up once mm-hmm. all the DLC is out and actually have like one complete project that i can yeah. be really proud of i think i feel that yeah and then we can and we can do the next thing and that'll be really cool too yeah um but yeah even if a smashing theory ends sean and i aren't going anywhere exactly uh, we we will be entertaining you in new ways after this wraps up uh <laughs> and i'm i'm excited to to explore <laughs> it's just so open-ended like, <laughs> we'll be entertaining you in new ways like when we debut an art installation like, <laughs> <laughs> I God, we have all sorts of podcast ideas. Like, that's true. I, I have an I have an audio drama uh-huh. like concept. That's right? true. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other week. Actually, oh, that concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also have podcast ideas that Daniel probably wouldn't want to coast on because they're political. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're, yeah. we're we're fonts of podcast activity here. Yeah, we we are. <laughs> someone should someone should stick a finger in that dam already, but they haven't. Um. But yeah, thank thank you so much for that question. Thank you, everyone. Yes, yes thank, thank you, everyone, you. for for your big old pile of questions. Uh, for three years of questions, in fact, <laughs> and for you know three years of questions and listening and uh, corresponding with us and and appreciating what we do, it it really means a lot. Yeah, this might be the last year of Smashing Theory, but uh, but I'm I'm still really excited for the rest of the year. Me too. Um, and uh, and I'm I'm really glad you're all still here listening. Yes. Uh, and excited to go on the rest of this journey with you yeah no like i mean looking like looking down at the outline and seeing that we got that many questions from people was another one of those surreal moments of like oh people really care about this you know yeah it was was nice yeah it was really nice yeah Yeah, it was really nice next time on a smashing theory uh we'll see yeah i didn't think as far (laughs) uh yeah we'll well, yeah, we'll, we'll say what we're what we're doing next, probably on the Twitter. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll just talk about what video games we're playing or something. Unless there's like sure. Nintendo news. I feel like, uh, I feel like by the time we record next, there will be a new indie world out. Okay. Um. So actually, uh, do you have any any predictions for what could be in the next indie world? Uh, Delta Rune. Yeah. I mean, that's my prediction. Okay. <laughs> like that's a prediction I already made. Yeah. But yeah. Well, it's now me. <laughs> I took it over. Yeah. Uh I I think Delta Rune will be there. I think it'll shadow drop. Uh also, uh I think we'll see uh Loop Hero on the Switch. Oh, okay, right. Yes. yes. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, right. That's that's one of like the the big the the big popular names in, sure. in, in indie spaces right now. Ain't that the truth. Um I also think we might see Umurangi Generation. Okay. See the Switch version of that. It's like this it's uh if either Jet Set Radio or Pokemon Snap were very tense and political. Hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I I like that. Yeah. Um and uh But anyway, yeah, whatever we do next, we will see you then. Yes. Thank thank you for tuning in. Yes. Um we'll catch you next time. Alright. And in the meantime, I hope that you have a smashing time. I had to go to a different register, or it wouldn't have worked. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.
special, special thanks. thanks. Why do you do that? Just I let did, me say special thanks just, first. It's, it's just fun for me. No. Okay, fun for me. <laughs> Fine. Go, go ahead. Special thanks. Special thanks. Okay. To Lonald. Oh, Lonald. Lonald, Lonald. Looking forward to seeing you virtually soon? Yeah, yeah. I'll be... I'll be doing an online thing with some close personal friends for my birthday yes. in April. And Lonald is a close personal friend. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. It'll be nice to finally see him. I, too, am a close personal friend. Yes. In, in the context of this experience. Uh, and also literally. Yes. I am uh, close to you now. I'm closer yes. to you than any of your friends at this moment in time. Literally, yes, you yes. are. <laughs> uh, special thanks. Thanks, Lonald. Yes, thank you. Special thanks to Nymph. Nymph. Nymph, 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 nymph. I know that you don't have Monster Hunter Rise yet. Uh, because you're waiting for it to arrive in the mail. Oh. When it does come in, I will hunt things with you. Hit me up. And you you do that. Hit okay. Sean hit Sean up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I might I might get rise. Cool. Like, yeah. Uh, if you do, I'll hunt things with you too. Thanks, Sean. And all you listeners, I'll hunt things with you. <laughs> thanks, Nim. <laughs> yes, thanks. Special thanks to my fiance, Lee. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for your patience. This episode is long. Yes, you're... Uh, again, this is another, <laughs> yet another episode where you come home from work while we're still recording. Ironically, we started this one relatively early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, but big boy. Yeah. Big boy for the anniversary. Uh, big beef. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, babe, for letting us make our big beefs. Thanks, Lee. <laughs> Special thanks to Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Nice, nice gentle Mario for the day. Thanks. You know, it's it's uh, it's ten o'clock our time right now. I don't want to disturb the neighbors. <laughs> We're recording. We're recording this because that's true. what we tried to record yesterday. <laughs> but the neighbors were disturbing us. <laughs> yeah. There was like there was like a baby, like a toddler right. just like Yeah, no, they clearly had like, like at least one us. child, maybe a couple of children. <laughs> yeah, like just like running, running up and down the hall, yeah. And so we <laughs> We, we, you know, we tried to wait it out for a little while. Then Daniel was like, why don't we record tomorrow? We kind of hashed out the details. And yeah. then just for the rest of the night. <laughs> we just started, yeah. Yeah. Just like it was bowling balls. Like it was such a like... good decision for us to postpone because we would never have gotten it done. I feel like you've done ladder wahoos at later times also. Wahoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the quietest wahoo. Yes. Thank you. It's That's like Mario's cool. in Luigi's mansion. He's got to sneak around. Thanks, thank, thanks, Royce. Thanks, Royce. Special thanks to Cool Gabe. Ooh. <laughs> cool Gabe. I hope you appreciate my shanty. I can't think of anything appropriate that rhymes with shanty. I'll see you next time, Cool Gabe. <laughs> uh, thanks, Cool Gabe. Yeah, thanks, special, thanks, man. special thanks to Vinny G. Ah, Vinny. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. Always love when the G-Man shows up. Thanks for your question. It was uh, questions? Uh, uh, it was it was several questions about, about the Mario. lore of the Mushroom Kingdom. Yes. yes. Yeah, good, good shit. Yeah, uh, your inquisitive mind is always appreciated. It is. Here in a Smashing Theory. Yeah. Special thanks to all of our special thanks patrons. Thanks, Vinny. Special yes. <laughs> thanks, Vinny. Special thanks to all of our special thanks patrons. And Vinny. <laughs> uh, including Vinny. 
Uh, but not limited to Vinny. But also thanks, Vinny. Special yeah. thanks to every special thanks. Uh, if you want to be special thanked, give us $20. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Beep Boop Group. And then, and then maybe we'll say special thanks to all of our special thanks patrons and your name here. <laughs> Completely by accident. Uh, everybody... Have a good night. You, yeah. I also said you too. Special thanks to all of our Everybody special thanks patrons. Night, special thanks. <laughs> special thanks, patrons. Have a great day. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you on the flippy. Goodbye. Goodbye.